This is Jordan Grace, and you're listening to the Social Suplex Podcast Network. BWB, this is One Nation Radio. You better get it right. Rich Ladder James Boy came to give him life. The blackest wrestling podcast has come to kick all ass and drop it six feet if they're kicking trash. Word, let me welcome y'all to something different. And if you dig it, man, you should let some friends listen. We be getting it in this on the regular, dude. Ravish and flow, but this shit rule. See, James don't rap, so I had to break it down. The whole network, man, we coming for the crown. Raps in the columns, I keep them both covered Making the beats too, so the listeners can bump it Hit us with the rating, yeah, I'm saying it's a five Before you hit a talk, bob your head side to side It's One Nation Radio, and this is the beginning It's Rich, and I'm here with James It's time to listen to One Nation We got the power of the this is Mike Sempervivi from WrestlingObserver.com. Check me out on Wrestling Observer Live every day. And also check out your boys, Rich and James, on One Nation Radio. Uh, this is Kenny Omega. We're listening to One Nation Radio. Check it out, guys. These guys know what's up. Big Kenny Omega fans. That's all it counts to me. Goodbye and good night. Hey. Hey, folks. Welcome to One Nation Radio. I'm James Boyd. Here with me, I have Rich Lotta. What's going on, man? Not much, man. Chilling. Welcome back uh, from Japan, and uh, welcome back to the good old U.S. of A., James. Thanks. Thanks? <laughs> the, the, the question mark, thanks? Yeah. Um, I, no, I noticed your, uh, your, your, um, your greeting is different within, like, what's going on, Mr. Japanese James, like you did a couple weeks ago. That shit was hilarious. But, uh, yeah, man, I'm back. Um, fun trip, fun trip. Um, yeah. Where do you want to start? Where, like, where do you want to go? Do you want to exchange some or uh, exchange some more pleasantries? We end up uh, hanging out. Uh, what was it all Saturday, basically? Yeah, yeah. So yeah. Um, you know that was cool. Um, the uh, you know you you had some some more stories. I'm sure. Yeah, uh, that you can yeah. share with the people here. Um, well, I guess we should do some like housekeeping first. Um, so uh, next <laughs> week. Uh, we're gonna do the one nation radio wars i'm gonna find a way to get these uh votes counted this week i kind of want to try to do it in a way where i don't have to count them all manually that takes normally like three hours and um i need to spit it to a google sheet and use um i think it was something called pivot tables or something so uh shout out to dan he's gonna help me with that and hopefully it'll spit out the uh the numbers real quick if you guys want to vote if you haven't got your vote in, make sure um, you guys get your votes in. Uh, that also includes James. So, um, <laughs> so, and, and we we got a pretty good turnout this year. Without really, I haven't, I don't, I don't feel like I really promoted it too hard. Uh, but I'm definitely glad to have James back this week. Hosting Soul Show was fun, but you know, not what I naturally prefer. Um, so, you know, did, did you happen to catch catch the uh, the, the Soul Show, James? Um, parts, the parts that you posted, um, on the, on the, you know, best of type stuff, like the clips, I ended up watching, ended up doing that. The one you did, uh, the, like the, basically the day I flew out, basically, um, I listened to that one this entirety. This one I didn't have time to, like, coming back has been kicking my ass, bro. Like, I don't know what it is, but getting there, one, the issue of like the sleep, you know, getting, you know, being able to sleep, you know, at night locally. But coming back, man, like it took me until shit. I still haven't gotten it right. Like I, I only slept like 
maybe an hour and a half this morning. Jeez. Like just to and and like I came back on <clears throat> Tuesday night, and I'm still like all messed up. But uh, so I unfortunately I haven't done that. But I did listen to the clips. Um, so, so yeah, I, I'm kind of filled in, kind of filled in. Gotcha. We'll, we'll get to, to the event stuff in a minute, but yeah, man, how, how was the rest of the trip? Uh, I believe you said you, uh, got to meet up with Tam Nakano, which I, I'm definitely, uh, excited <laughs> about meet- hearing about. Okay. So, um, I was going to let this one slide, uh, because I, well, first things first, let's, okay. So most of my trip was in Tokyo. And then when Stardom did the the weekend shows in Nagoya I, or Nagoya or um, the Aichi Prefecture, I just said I'm just gonna go with, with him. I'm just traveling. I'm just following him around like I'm like I'm a deadhead, like I'm like following around like a Grateful Dead fan. So um, the last two days I was in um, Nagoya, so I had to take a bullet train. Um, was kind of concerned about the bullet train because I mentioned um, last time I was on here, like like a schmuck. I brought two check uh, two check bags. So, uh, like on the bullet trains, like there's a new rule where it's like, you can't bring, you can't bring more than one bag, but like, I still thugged it out, still made it work. It was cool. Just put one of the bags in front of my, in front of me and, uh, one and one over the top, like in the storage thing. But, um, so get there and the things you take for granted when you're at one place and you're accustomed to it, or like when you're in a bigger city. You, you don't notice it until like you all of a sudden like oh yeah like it was nice to be able to look at the stops on on the screen and inside the inside the trains and be like okay it flashes in Korean it flashes in Japanese and it flashes in English what 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 the next station is that shit don't exist in uh in Nagoya I was sitting there like oh <laughs> am I did I pass the wrong station I'm sitting here listening like okay my station's coming up keep in mind like. I know my Japanese. Confused I know, by the right? symbols out there. Yeah, this is how much Japanese I know. I can't form a complete sentence in Japanese. That's how much Japanese I know, right? So, <laughs> so shock. None. I ain't got none for you. So, um, got to Nagoya. Um, Nagoya Station. My my hotel was like two blocks away, so it was fine. And um, well, it was fine at first. Like. On the bullet train, like my phone had died, my phone was dying off. So by the time I get to the one eight show in Nagoya, um, like I had to turn my phone off. I was like, "Oh shit, my phone's gonna die. I don't want my phone to die. I'll be fucking lost out here, and I'll never be, I'll never be back on one eight radio ever again." So uh, <laughs> by the time, by the time I turn my phone back on, um, I got it'll like be, it'll be hashtag let James go, like let the locks go in Japan. <laughs> Y'all put, y'all put, y'all had to, you know, put the APB out on your boy. Like, have they sold, have they sold this big nigger into slaves, into, into slaving, into, into sex trafficking? Has he been trafficked? Where is he? Where could he do possibly we, have gone? Do we have to send Liam Neeson to, to get you back? <laughs> so, anyway, uh, by the time I get on the train ride back, my phone is my phone is kaput. It dies on me, and I'm like, okay, well, I'm only two blocks away from my station, um, so I know my, I know the name of my station. You know what? You know, you know what? My dumbass did though. I did the thing where that people always forget to do. Like, okay, I'm at this particular hotel, and I'm two blocks away, and I got out on this side, so I'm good. It's like, okay, bro, what about the part where like you're in a big city 
and like they made more than and in this particular brand of hotel has more than one hotel so i ended up you know getting out phone dead and i ended up looking at looking at like okay i'm at the dawa hotel let's go to dawa just look up at the skyline and just follow the building james man i got to that one and i also looked at it, and i was like oh this ain't the one that i was at oh oh Oh, so I was like, okay, well then I'm at, let's go to the next one you see. Oh, that ain't either. I'm further away from the train station. I'm oh, let's try one more. Let's try one more. Third third time's a charm, right? No, it is not. <laughs> so I was like, and now by this point in time, I'm just been focused on get to the next Dow uh, hotel. Get the next next one, next one. All of a sudden, I'm like, hey, bruh, I've lost track of this train station. Oh no. <laughs> so so. I start, I start doing the, okay, James, just, just go to a 7-Eleven or a Lawson and, and, and ask them to point you towards the, towards the train station and then, and then just start over, right? Just start over. So I end up doing that and, uh, came out, my phone's dead, right? So I have no idea how long I've been out there. I just know I've been out there for a minute now because I've walked, you know, multiple blocks, um, and everything. And then by the time, like just before I actually found or, or headed back and like found my right hotel, I see the stardom bus, the bus with all the rest of it. And I was like, wow, I must have been out here over an hour now at this point, because they're south of uh, of the station. Like, uh, the what venue. did the bus look like? Was oh, it it's, like it's a, a it's, it's a white bus and it has like uh, kind of like these colors on my shirt, like, um, like a purple and pink. Um, I'm, uh, and it's like, and it had, you know, it says starting logos all over or whatever else. Gotcha. I see the bus and the, you know, they debuted the bus at, uh, at Sumo hall, um, on the 29th. Um, so like I see the bus and I'm like, bro, like I just took a 30 minute train ride, you know, to get to the venue they were just at, like, that means they had that. That means they had to be on a ride on, on the bus. And also like, you know, after everybody, they had to wait for everybody to leave out the building to then break down the, you know, break down the ring and everything. So like, this had to be an hour that I've been out here. Oh no! So, um, get get to my hotel and I just I was like, man, like, I I can't believe I got fucking lost for an hour. You know, in a country where I don't speak the four languages, like that could have went all bad. But luckily, people were, you know, all you say, you know, say Nagoya Station, they'll just point you go that way, dummy. So, um, I ended up making, I mean, um end up going over smoothly or whatever getting back so uh the next day was uh tam's homecoming show um in aichi and i had never been to aichi before i knew it was a smaller i knew it was a i, I called it a city i knew it wasn't as big as nagoya and man i got on uh the train station or i got on the train and when I landed at that tra- train station i told you i took pictures of rich and like i saw so i saw farmland and then i saw someone on a tractor and i was like oh tam like tam and, and okada because they're both from aichi or i'm sorry from my angel i was like oh they're 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 both like they're, i don't want to say country bumpkins but like they ain't city they ain't exactly city boys or city girls here so uh, <laughs> ain't no city boys out there <laughs> i don't i don't i don't i don't believe there to be no no um so you know, you type in, you know, on uh, Google Maps or whatever else, like your directions, and it says, you know, 50 minutes. I'm like, okay, cool. I get off at the bus. I get off, not the bus, but I get off at the train station, 
And that shit says after that, next part, walk 12 minutes. I'm sorry, what? <laughs> you mean to tell me there's no there's no thing to get me closer to the biggest venue in this town ta- in this town slash city? No? Oh man, y'all got me fuck. Fuck it. I'm already here. I already got the ticket. Walk the tip walk the 12 minutes, not a big not a problem. Um, so <laughs> so naturally, of course, Rich, you know you know me my whole life. Or not my whole life, half my whole life. I was late, of course. Um, no. Right, right. <laughs> so, get there late. And um, I go to I go to the bathroom um, to change into my Tam shirt. Because I got a Tam shirt. Um, the, the, the one, the, uh, the magic one with the, you know, with the, the one, the one that makes people be like, why is this Japanese girl with all over the star David and all that kind of stuff? And I'm like, nah, it's not star David. She's just, G- she's a GD. Don't worry about that. But yeah. anyway, um, change to the shirt, go into the stall and I look down and I'm like, there's no, and you know, last time I was on the show, you asked me about the, about the, the squat toilet. And I was like, what the fuck is a squat toilet? Man, I look over my shoulder, look down. You, you had a squatter. <laughs> I, I close that thing and look down because I don't know if there was no toilet, and I see this thing just, just, just on the floor and I, just amongst the tile. And I was like, "This is the shit that Rich is talking about." I got a bitch. <laughs> Man, they go to the country to see that shit. But they, they, I, I did not know. I did not know. I mean, you described it, and it's exactly as you described it. And I was like, "Bro, they really out here, like." Like they about to go, you know, Look, like they in on position. That, they, they out there on the wire, way down in the hole. Right, like they in position to take a shit. Like it, it, like they about to take, like they about to deadlift, but there's no bar on the floor, no right. bar on the floor. They just squatting. I'm like, boy, that's that's a culture shock. I wasn't expecting this one. <laughs> so, um, when I get you out walk through the garden. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I changed to the shirt. <laughs> I changed to the shirt. Um, go to wash my hands. And I got a, you know, I got a, a hoodie um, over my shoulder uh, that I wore out there. But I just changed to the shirt, whatever else. Go wash my hands, wash my hands. Um, and then I go look around like, no paper towels. No air dryer. Okay, whatever. So I'm, I'm, I'm walking out. I'm walking out and I'm drying my hands on my hoodie, right? And I walk right in. I take one step outside of the bathroom, and I look up, and Tam fucking McConnell is like literally like four four feet in front of me. She stops. <laughs> she stops in. She stops in my in her tracks. I stop in my tracks. I look up, and I'm almost like, oh shit! I, I didn't. I didn't. I don't think I blurred anything. I'm like when I've been in front of like people that I that are famous or whatever else, I blur shit like. And it don't even matter like the level of celebrity they are. Like for example, there was a dude that played at Florida State named Chris Hope that was a couple time Pro Bowler safety for the Tennessee Titans. I at the Super Bowl like um when we were at the Hard Rock one time. I remember this yeah. Super Bowl. Yeah, like all of a sudden I just brought out, oh shit, it's Chris Hope, and he's like literally like four feet in front of me, and all of a sudden he looked around and was like, you know, football players at Hamilton, I never respect to be seen or known or whatever, especially when it's like a safety he ain't no superstar player. I shook his hand and whatever else. Like I just look up, she looks at me. And then she points at my shirt, and I was like, I waved at her, and I looked to my, just behind her, there's a dude, like, shooting footage of her, like, you know, doing the, you know, Hamilton Hero thing, and I was like, this shit's gonna make tape. Like, me walk, <laughs> me walking out the bathroom, wiping my wet-ass hands 
on the shirt and then looking up and seeing her. That's just gonna make tape. We need w- the clip. W- with my luck, that's just gonna make tape. We need we need that. We need that all over Twitter. We we need, you know, the the impossible. You know, we need, you know, James just running into Tam Nakano, you know. Just fucking random. And then uh, you know, obviously like she know look, she knows as much English as I know Japanese. So all we did was a wave and, and then moving on. And that's it. And Damn, I just went and yeah. sat down I'm like that's crazy. When it's been that one. She asked for the number. How? We don't speak the same <laughs> language. <laughs> I should have asked for the language. I should have asked for the number. What the fuck? Anyway, how? We are running different. We are working on different operating systems, right? Like one, one of us is Android, another one of us is Linux, right? Like, look, just, look, just don't compute look, at all. Look, say she fuck around digging you the number. She'll give you a phone number that got like too many numbers or not enough. Like. Right, that you can't call. Like I don't even know what the code. Like, I think the code for Japan, like the international code, is like eighty-one, and ours is one. So it's like I don't even, I don't mm-hmm. even know how that works. So whatever, I know how that works, but like I don't even know their code for Japan. Anyway, uh, use the translate app, yeah, because those work so smoothly. <laughs> <laughs> like, like thinking this sick. <laughs> Let me get that. <laughs> Zach, stupid. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, Black Saber uh, Jr. I would have spit game. No cap, I'm built different. <laughs> I guess you are. I, I'm built different. Is like, look, man, I came here to watch you wrestle. I ain't coming for much else. Like, I just want to. Like, I'm. I'm imagining myself in other situations. Like, hey, bro, like they ain't come here for all that. Like, if you want to be nice, that's cool. But as far as like greeting the fans, but people want to go home to be a regular human being. Like, how often do we see celebrities or wrestlers in particular talk about like? I get off the air. I get out the airport, and like motherfuckers are, you know, at my gate. Like, would memorabilia want me to sign it? And I tell them to fuck off. I, I just want my privacy. Like, yeah, like so. I just, I was like, oh, okay, whatever. Went in. Well, so another thing that was cool. interesting. Sorry, that was pretty cool. Yeah, that was cool. Uh, after the show, um, I'm, I'm in the lobby. I'm back at the lobby, and I look around, and um, I look at their like glass case of like you know, special things, whatever else. And then I see like their Olympic stuff. Well, I guess when the, the Olympic torch came through, so I see a picture of Okada. And then I look into like this, uh, this glass casing. And then I look and it's like their actual, like, I guess their area's version of the Olympic torch that Okada had from the 2020 Olympics, uh, when, you know, running around the country. And then inside the same case is like the poster from the November show that they had in, the, in uh, Anjo with uh, a signature from Okada. And then right next to it is like this, Tam with her sign for the for the poster from like that show I was at, right? I'm just like, this is kind of this is a level of town we're in. We're like the two wrestlers are in the fucking glass town case. heroes. Yeah, and I was like, yeah, this is way smaller than I thought it was going to be. And I was like, and I, and it made me think it was like, wow, I'm probably like the fiftieth black person uh, that Tam McCombs ever seen in person. And I was, <laughs> that, that, that was a part of my head. But uh, yeah, that was that was the gist of my story, man. Oh yeah, I almost missed my plane. Out of Tokyo, yeah, that's, that's yeah, wild. Let's let's probably like by cut it by like three minutes. They closed it. They probably like that bitch by like three minutes. Yeah, yeah. Um, Othero Negro brings up James has made it into the Tam lore. <laughs> that would be funny if I if they actually pull that video up because like I looked, I was, I was it was weird, bro. I'm like, oh shit, and I'm wet ass hands and wet wipe my hands with the thing. And then, like, look over to my left and like, oh, this is recorded, too. Great. On tape. <laughs> yeah. But, um, yeah. 
<laughs> That's great. <laughs> nah, I was thinking of like, uh, okay, so uh, Seamus uh, X Nova says, uh, James finna get one of those glass casings for being the 50s black person. I was thinking more like the like the Xbox 360, like at the bottom, Achievement Unlocked. Yes. I was thinking more like that, but whatever. Um, oh, man. Well, overall, you were there for, for 15 days. Yep. Sound like twelve food, shows. Food was worth it. Twelve shows. Um, I obviously I feel like you would go again. Um, yeah, go you on. know you are you are out there almost by yourself. Like you ran into Velkej, I believe. Is yeah. there anybody else that you ran into out there? Um, a couple of Velkej's <laughs> friends. Um, so also like um in the uh, Voice of Wrestling Discord, there was also because uh, his name is like is uh it sounds inappropriate. His name is the Debler. So oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, so I, so met him too, uh, and a few and a, and two of their friends. Uh, they they were really helpful. Like after the I, after Ripmania, so like as far as like, hey, if you see this super long ass line, because like at, you know they do the in Cork and they do the you know sell merch before the show and after the show. If there's a you know if there's a, a demand, like they have a you know across the street in a building, like they do signings after too. So, um. That line was around the corner. Around the corner. So, like, they was giving me game on, like, hey, if you ain't got, if you don't got the pitch for this, just go and uh, get a two shot. And I was like, but I don't really want to get a two shot because I don't really want to take pictures with the wrestlers. And, like, the first go around, it was a Hikaru Shida was up. And I was like, I mean, I like Shida, but, like, I'm good. And then the next, and I was like, that line didn't move forever. And next time they came in, they were like, yeah, the ice, you know, the ice infinity champion, Sari- yes, yes, say Ariano, yes, you are, I'm taking a picture with you because I'm getting in here to take, to look at this merch and get out of here because I'm tired of waiting. Um, so, ended up taking a two shot with her and, um, you know, they have like the plastic in between and like from the way they take the picture, like you can't really see the plastic. And mm-hmm. she was trying to do the too sweet with me, and I was like, "No, I, I just want to take the picture. It's fine." <laughs> like, and not like because like I don't want to get too involved with the pictures. Like, I'm looking at the people that came before me, and they're like all into these pictures. Like, they having the time they lives. I'm like, y'all, y'all ain't got no like. How do I say this? Y'all ain't got nobody that lives on a clown, y'all. That's what that is. <laughs> like, I, it's, like I just, I just want to take this picture. Look, um, I've always thought Sayori was good. This is like the first one of like this year's when I finally realized like exactly how good she is. She's actually really good. So I like her, but it's not like, you know, it's not like I'm about to, you know, be that particular brand of Joshi fan. So like I was like, take the picture, lean in or whatever else, and you know, do one of these and take the picture. And I told her that she had a great match. And um then uh, I went to Sheeta's line um and got uh, two shirts. I got a shirt for me and I got a shirt for you and she actually signed I actually got her to sign your shirt because I know, you know, you're a big Sheeta fan. So. This is... Uh, Show the checky. Um, okay, hold on. This is the Sheeta shirt. I don't have it. I'm not wearing it, but you guys can kind of see. It's pretty dope. Luckily, I have it by. Appreciate it. Also, the one thing I know is with these Polaroids, uh, these Shecky Polaroids, they're much like those 80 cameras or 80 cameras where it's like, oh, yeah, black people, they, they they don't have any way to make your skin tone look good. you just dark as hell. So here you go. I don't know if y'all can get a good picture of that. But, yeah, you see me just leaned over. She's trying to two-sweet. I'm like, nah, I'm man, good. Just it, take the picture. And I got man, a mask that, on, too. That, that joint looked like she got a mystery partner. Yeah, I, exactly. Right? 
this, this is like the pictures. Of, this is like the pictures. Like I was taken in my grandma's house when I was a kid. It's like, like why does everybody look like a slave in these pictures? <laughs> That's just, like that's a terrible thing you think in my head. Like, bro, we're not really that dark, is we? What the fuck? Like, what is going on? And then you find out later, it's like, oh yeah, the plumber didn't do let didn't didn't do that. And I was like, oh okay, whatever. I'm never taking a check oh, again. Oh, man, over there. That's great. <laughs> Look, lucky you ain't bring oh, Alex. <laughs> lucky you ain't bring Alex. <laughs> nah, because oh. Alex, Alex already know what that is. Alex would have brought a would have brought a light with him. <laughs> Um, All right, man. Let's let's yeah, let's, let's um, yeah, let's get to it. So, um, Vince McMahon, um, I blacked out on him last week for I heard pretty much twenty minutes on cut, just off the dome. Um, but James, uh, what is your reaction to this? Uh, to this coop, this man uh, successfully pulled off, and then you know the rumors with Saudi Arabia stuff, and uh, just you know whatever you kind of think about all this. Whether he sells or not, I believe that this is a play for him to get to the share, get back into the creative share. Um, and I, I felt that in my bones. That's my gut reaction at first hearing the news, and then like as it's gone on, it's and you keep hearing like basically at every fucking show. Triple H having to have a meeting to try to restore confidence that he's going to be the guy. Let's even, and, 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 you know, everything they keep saying keeps turning out to be days later, be bullshit. Um, it leads me to believe that, like, he's going to get the chair again. And I feel, uh, um, I feel bad for, like, my friends and the people that I, whose opinions I respect on WWE pro wrestling and pro wrestling in general that still watch the show and have noted that like the show is better without Vince and like for all the concerns that people had about it with the stock price go down because Vince the only person knows how to make this thing run and lo and behold Triple H has ran a net in a net in a in a general net sense like a better show creatively and the stock didn't plummet which means like there was no and like the wrestlers are all happier now and it seems to be more organized, and there's no like stop and start pushes for three weeks and then tell someone to get fucked. Um, and it doesn't seem as um, the decisions on the show doesn't seem as uh, knee jerk, and like matches get advertised and they be and they're also delivered. And to see all of that, um, and to see that like Vince is back, it's like oh, he, he doesn't care. He's actually like this is just this is this is just a. Uh, I want my toy back. This isn't about like what's best for business. This isn't about anything because like what's best for business him not come back because it's been better without him. And he, he and I don't know if it's a he can't stomach that thing or he just wants his toy back or whatever else. But like this is ev- him. No, there is no positive for him coming back whatsoever. None. Like the whole and also the whole thing where like he more or less told them that like hey I'm not going to prove any sale you come up with unless I unless you bring me back in the power it's like this is all just a long con to get him back in the door and now he's back in the door <laughs> and I feel bad I feel for the bad for the people that watch this and for the, the people that are the talents that have to 
deal with him being back because it's only a matter of time. And, you know, I would be, I would be absolutely shot if he's not, you know, back in creative fucking up stuff. And I mean, it's already been like kind of, you know, let out the bag that like Triple H is like listening to him. And I don't, you know, and I think we all kind of knew that, but like to the extent of like, Hey, what do you think of this? And then he'll take it under consideration as opposed to, um, you know, so, kind of, <clears throat> kind of like a, you know, he watched what's on TV and this says, "How about this?" So yeah, I um, so, I, I'm not happy <clears throat> at all. If you believe like Triple H is like going to end up as the man with the final say, I think I have some oceanfront property in Idaho uh, ready for you. Right. Uh, anytime you want to want to purchase. Right. I said a lot last week about it and. Um, the, I think the only thing I didn't really mention was <clears throat> the, uh, it slips my mind at the moment, but, um, yeah, just, just seeing like, uh, I, you know, the day he comes back, cause we know he's going to put himself back on television at some point, kind of just to swing his dick around. Yeah. To get cheered. Um, and it's going to happen. And I kind of told everyone last week, like, y'all know what this is. Do not have any reservations about addressing this man by his full title. I'm not not talking about Mr. McMahon. Uh, I'm not talking about the genius. I'm not talking about uh, the grandfatherly figure. I'm talking about alleged rapist Vince McMahon. Um, and <laughs> this is just, uh, as I mentioned last week, it was a. Uh, a, a white man with a lot of money and power, ironically, that, uh, you know, couldn't take no for an answer, which was yep. the problem in the first place. Um, the rumors that they were going to sell to Saudi Arabia came out the day after um, One Nation Radio last week. And when that came out, I was like... I can't believe this. And I was I was blasting off on Twitter. It was a, it was a epic night on Twitter, I'll say that. <clears throat> but the following day, they like some some reporting got out and said no, it has not been sold to Saudi Arabia. There's not a deal on the table as of yet, and there was a lot of as of yet attached to that stuff, whether it went through Ariel Hawani, Shah Rasap, both of them included these timed kind of descriptions of this so all that tells me is not that there isn't a deal with saudi arabia it's just that maybe it hasn't you know uh come to fruition yet and we've learned that they're in this pool i just have to say um if wwe is sold to saudi arabia the saudi arabia public interest fund whatever i was in a twitter space last week talking about it call me a nerd call me a dork but i can't imagine like the history of american wrestling literally just like sold on a whim to like this dictatorship and these people that don't give a fuck about it and it would really be one of the saddest days in the history of pro wrestling and you know, it with that they'd be reinstalling Vince. Essentially, the, the company would go private, among other things, and they would Vince would be operating unchecked as ever because he would answer to no one but uh, the Saudis, and <laughs> we would have to. James, have you thought about how we would have to hear people try to make sense of this and defend it and say why it's okay that this 
that that would ha- have happened. I mean, I've already, I've already <clears throat> seen people do the like. It's kind of similar to what happens every time there is a um, you know greatest Royal Rumble thing, where like they talk about how there are other companies also embedded in in Saudi Arabian money, and I'm just like, yeah, those aren't good either. What's your point? <laughs> and also, they're not doing sports washing with the government. Yeah. Um. Yeah, like. Like, I don't know if y'all watch any other thing, but like, have you ever like seen of the last like year or so, like what's been going on with these golfers that, that double dip and live in PGA tour or, or have moved over to live? It hasn't been sweet for them. Like people have been furious about them. People have been talking about like how, about Saudi Arabia and nine 11 to them all, all the time, this whole entire time. Like don't, don't think that like, this is, this is a thing where people are picking on WWE. It's not. So and then, um, like, yeah. think about, like, how much, like, uh, you know, if that was the case, <clears throat> they'd be having a lot of money. The contracts could, like, get just absolutely ridiculous. Like, talking about, like, wrestler his free agency. No shame to that wrestler. Let's let's say wrestler X, his free agency, right? You know, when they want to sign them for $20 million a year, like, shit's going to start getting fucked up. Like, if that's, like, the way this shit ends up going. Um you know, not saying I, I'm an advocate of people getting their money right, but like all money ain't good money, as they once said. Um, also, in that pool, <laughs> this is a little bit more comedic, but um, the, apparently AEW, like Tony Khan and Shad Khan, were in the pool um, of potential buyers, in, in addition to like Comcast and um, Disney and like ESPN, ABC, like all, all the fucking yeah. yeah. All, all those people, but without a doubt, funniest option would be them sewing that shit to TK and and Shad Khan. And man, have have you thought about this, James? Uh, I've thought about it only like in for comedic purposes. Um, and also, you know, like I personally think like I think so highly of Tony Khan as a booker from what he's done over the last uh you know since AEW started they like think that like quite frankly if he were in charge of WWE like WWE would be awesome um you know but that's neither here nor there I guess but yeah I thinking about him thinking about like what uh what would happen like ultimately I think it's in the long run it's a net negative like I don't really want like all of American all of major American pro wrestling to be owned and operated by one guy. Like we just got done with that. Obviously he'll handle it a lot better, but it's still like, there's only but so many ideas that can come out of like one particular group. Uh, if you, you know, um, or one, uh, brain trust for pro wrestling, if you will, regardless of how many there are, I just think like, I want to see like one group. Of, I want to see multiple groups be able to do this and see how, what they can come up with. Um, cause you know, like AEW has taught or should have taught many people like there's more than one way to do this. And like for the last, or for, you know, most, most of the last 20 something years has been like <coughs> drilled in, in, in almost like to a fault, almost like ingrained <laughs> in people, right. Almost indoctrinated people that there's only one way to do something. Um, so yeah. Uh, I don't yeah. think that, I don't think even if there are change, you know, obviously like aesthetic changes or difference between AEW and WWE under a con regime. I still don't think it's necessarily uh, in the long run good for American major pro wrestling for it to be all ran by one particular family. 
So there was um there's a lot to this and I've seen people theorize that this is like and, and the way that this news got picked up it was it was weird how it was worded a little bit like places like CNBC would say AEW is interested in merger with WWE and then you read the column and it's like nah they're trying to buy them boys like it's, but like the the marketing of this I think has been invaluable uh, and the visibility for for AEW and TK, and just getting AEW's name in the same sentence as WWE to a lot of the outside world, to where it's like, oh no, there's like they'll buy them or whatever if it comes to it. Even if they like, you know, the, your average pro wrestling fan doesn't really see that as realistic. The regular person may not. They'd be like, hold on, WWE is going to get sold to who? Because those stories don't really make it clear or anything. So yeah, and um, one thing I want people to to, <coughs> to like, they do the net worth thing. Like this person's only worth this, so therefore we can't buy. It. That's not how that works. When you make when you are worth that amount of money, like you can get a credit line. <laughs> like, do we not just do we not have Stillman for? Or sorry, do we not have a uh, Tillman for Tita still the owner of the Rockets? We didn't have the money ever to do that. He never had the capital to do that. He's still the owner. Like, what are we talking about? This happens. Yeah. Um, it, so yeah, I uh, don't. You know, it's 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 more of a possibility. Than people are giving the credit to being. I just don't think it's actually going to happen. But like, the people are just like pausing the brakes on those. Like, they don't have the money to do it. It's like that's not how that works. There's a lot of cope being going on. Um, yeah. it, I feel like in some of these crowds, they were rather like suckers. WWE, they would rather them sell that shit to Saudi Arabia than Tony Khan, which is says a lot about them. So one thing that also is like if the one thing I'd be wary of when it comes to the Saudi Arabia thing is like, okay, if, if it actually happens, it's like, well, what's to stop them from just all of a sudden just pull the plug on the shit engine? Like in one day, like all of a sudden you do like a WCW type thing. Not right. like whereas like if you can't find a buyer, we'll shut it all down. We don't care. Right. And, it's and just, then what happens? You know, it's all up in the air. Maybe they'd sell it back to someone. Who knows? But that's a good point. That's a good point. They they probably will download it as opposed to shut it down. But then yeah. again, who knows? But we will um obviously keep up more on that story as it evolves with Vince McMahon, his return, yuck, and um, <laughs> you know, the possible sale of WWE. But let's switch gears and talk about January 4th, the Tokyo Dome, Wrestle Kingdom 17. Uh, James, have you got a chance to check any of this out back on tape yet? No, I have not. Uh, but I do have my live experience. I will get around to it. Like I, I have to watch the uh, the summer main event um, on, on you know the TV copy of it, or if you will, um, boy, boy. Um, <laughs> look, I was. This was a great show, and I was dog tired. Um, watching it, like uh, normal normal insomniac myself. I only had a couple hours that that between that night to sleep in um like it was a great show like it, it wasn't like the peak level like it's not you know it's not Russ kingdom 9 or 11 or whatever else but like it was just like it felt like actual Russ kingdom in a way that like these shows in the last couple of years haven't like not since really 2020 
Yeah. Um, so we had like the pre-show stuff. Uh, I, I didn't watch any of that. Um, yeah, but, that too. yeah. So, um, it's like, Hey, you can get like a half hour sleep or none. And I was like, sorry, sorry, Shingo. Sorry, Ishii. Sorry. Just can't do it. Ocon show. Yeah. Sorry. But, um, it's opened up with catch two, two, uh, TJP and Francisco Akira taking on team Lee. Yo, uh, for the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Tag Team match uh, or team, tag team titles, and this was a throwback to the great Junior openers of yesterday. Um, TJP and Akira ended up getting the victory. Um, Leo Rush ended up getting bust open um, out Early there the match on the on the, uh, the ramp. Yeah, and that was um, you know a lot <laughs> to see. Um, you know, uh, but this was like. This is a hell of a match. Um, I thought like the explosion. I wish I got more time, but you know, ten minutes was was good enough uh, to to kind of get the point across. Uh, Catch two two has been on quite a roll um, since winning these belts, and they are. I got my eye on these guys. I mean, they're both they're both really good tag teams, and like they're really into Leo, like. Leo was getting like the calls and the chance like after he got bust open like they were like they were really into him. Um, it was interesting like seeing how like some of the guys' reactions, um, for at least from my section or at least from what stuff I can hear from different parts of the building. But like like you could hear from on the floor on the floor they were chanting for Leo to like you know to make it back and get the hot tag and everything. Um, you know, and ultimately at the end your boy show gets fucking pinned because of course. It's all good. Yo made the card. Show did not. So <laughs> works for me. <laughs> um, up next, uh, I went three and three quarters on that on the opener. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. It was it was a damn good match. Yeah. So um, up I'll next, we, I wouldn't be mad if someone gave it four. Yeah. Uh, up next, we had a singles match for the IWGP Women's Championship. Kyrie taking on Tam Nakano, and man, the I, I guess we should we should say this. They got absolutely slayed on time and. Yeah. From that whole presentation, I didn't like it. Um, regardless of the, of the work they did, like when they were doing like their super finishers and inside of five minutes and stuff, it was just like this is a total snow job. No, no, um, you know, no, no offense to either of them. They obviously they worked hard and it's not in their uh control, but I thought the presentation of this just was awful, especially like how they rolled the belt out uh, in the main event with the long match. And then they get five minutes here. And then it's just a backdrop for Mercedes Monet to come out. This, this can't be what anyone wanted. So um, I would, I would, I'm kind I have similar opinions as you do. Uh, I would also add that like, in the promo at the beginning of, or in the buildup or selling a com- in the commercials of this, of the show, like the way that they talked about this match or promoted this match, if it was going to go be like four from the top and then like the Muto match drops and then it, now all of a sudden the second and that's, and then you're like scratch your head. Like, okay. Um, I am, very or not very i i have concerns about this belt and 
what it actually is going to do for stardom slash New Japan. Um, especially stardom domestically. Like, domestically for stardom, is not going to do jack shit for them. Um, so... Let, let, let's, 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 um... I'll, I'll... Let's get to the match. Let's get to... Or, let's talk about the match really quick. Watching it, it felt like they were... I thought they were about to go... The way they were wrestling, like, this is going to go, like, 10, 11 minutes. And, you know... And, like, at the point where Kyrie has said, uh, the, the cutlass, and Kyrie goes up for the elbow, I thought Tam was going to fire up, get to the top rope, hit a shoot headbutt, and some type of suplex him on the floor, and then they're going to just go back, big brawl, and then throw big moves at each other again, and someone's going to get pinned. And then Kyrie just lands the elbow, and it was over. And I was like, oh, so there was no closing stretch in this sprint-looking match. Um, Jeremy gave it four, three and a half. Meltzer gave it three and a quarter. I'm something like that, but it's like six minutes or barely. It's not even six minutes. It's five minutes and 40 some seconds. Um, and it's really weird what this belt is doing or what this belt has already done to pe- done to uh, the starting roster. So originally it's supposed to be. So originally they came up with this thing, this tournament August and they attached to it saying like, Hey, there's somebody unbelievably famous that's going to be in this thing. And then the unbelievably famous person never came around. And then all of a sudden, like, the word was, it's Sasha, or sorry, Mercedes. It's like, and she's going to be at the Tokyo Dome. It's like, okay. So, to me, it seemed like they thought that she was going to be able to, like, walk out of WWE and go straight to New Japan. Slash stardom. And because because of her amount of money, because the amount of money she, she, uh, her asking price... They put her on a New Japan. They, they use the New Japan budget to spend for her instead of stardom. And because of that, they decided to make this belt. So you are in Japan with the biggest, with the most popular Japanese women wrestlers in the world, in the country. And this all to set up uh, to get the belt to Mercedes. And that's fine. I just have questions about her of uh, what is going to do for you in the long term of ha- of feeding uh your roster to her especially if like she just goes back to WWE in like a year, 6 months, 9 months, whatever. Um which is a possibility. Right. And also like it <laughs> also like it, when the matches go off, I'm not like that's going to like I'm in the thing of like thinking about it in that certain way, right? But like once once and when the four star matches go off, I'm going to start I'm going to talk about this a lot less. It's going to matter to me less. Um, cause you can always rebuild people, right? But the, I, but the thing that was weird for me was like, or me thinking about it is like, okay, so Tam at worst was like the number two most domestic or most over domestic person in starting this year. She was more over than Julia, more over than Mayu this year. Um, the only person that you could say would be in front of her would be Starlight Kid. Um, as far as like popularity, merchandise, blah, 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 blah. Um, so you already got your number one star. You already got one of your two biggest stars this, of, of the past year coming in, eating the L coming in, eating the L in less than six minutes Squished. to, to somebody that like that left before the company took off popularity, um, domestically. And now it is a person that, that only means, but so much to this newfound audience because she wasn't around, um, post Boucher road expansion. She's just been here the last, uh, uh, nine Seven months, months maybe? nine months, oh, let's okay. say nine months, right? Yeah. 
say nine months. And then she's now she's going to face this person's brand new and in. And she's a big star, obviously, but she's a big star in a different country. Uh, and if the and like, I'm I'm having concerns on how is this going to how internationally is going to grow the profile of stardom if if the stardom wrestlers get fed, and like maybe there's somebody they have in mind to beat her. Maybe you know they change. Maybe who knows? Like, I don't know. I don't know. Like who who I, I just don't know. We'll see. But. Um, these are more like down the line concerns if it, if it progresses a certain way. Um, we'll see, but, um, yeah, just, it's just, it just felt like, okay, so you, 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 fundamentally it felt flaws. Like, okay, so you're going to squash, you're going to squash your number two of of 2022 to put this person that's below her. And then the person below her is going to then put over this person. And then like, also like the person that we wanted to have the belt at first, like also turn down the belt or whatever. It, it's not it's a mark. Really, Mayu Watani wins. It's um, it's a, it's a, it's a lot somebody of let, like somebody let Mayu, stuff going on right now. Somebody let Mayu see the booking sheet. She was like, no way. <laughs> so, um, After, so we had so Kyrie retain. Yep. Um, and then uh, all of a sudden. Uh, we got the the new music for uh, Mercedes, kind of like a interpolation of like the hustle in the house kind of sample. She's coming out, and she has uh like a she has some type of gown on. It has like the Japanese flag on it, and um, she has the Statue of Liberty on her head. It's all really good. She gives in the ring. Um, does a does takes that off. Shows ring gear. Um, but you see her in these huge boots where she's like towering over Kyrie. So I'm like, okay, I was she's not wrestling or anything. Uh, and it looks like they're setting up a challenge. And then uh, they go for the handshake and it falls off a cliff from there. Um, it <laughs> like, you know, they, they basically like confirm the challenge. Uh, she goes for like this gory special into a DDT. It's mistimed. I don't I know who Kyrie mistimed it. it. I th- I, yeah. I think but on replay, most people say that Kyrie Bosch and not, not Sasha. And then I saw um, what she was actually going for. And it's like it's not bad, but you know it's one of those things where it's like when I first heard of heard like Sasha was you know might come to start whatever I was thinking or New Japan. I was thinking about like what is she needs an impact finisher like a pinning finisher because like people don't really get tapped out in championship matches in Japan. It doesn't really happen. That's not really a thing. So mm-hmm. um, I was wondering what it was going to be and like if it's done right, it'll look it'll look effective. But this wasn't done right. Yeah. Um, and then like she she got on the mic and just man, uh, pretty bad promo here. Uh, it felt like she was like speaking slowly because like you know she was trying to communicate with a foreign audience. Uh, it sounded like she was drunk, right? quite frankly like she was it seemed like she was slurring her words mm. like it was like i was like what is this this is awful mm. um and i don't i don't think it was after the handshake like i said it went all off a cliff um i started thinking about well how many unscripted promos has sasha banks probably ever cut not many um and you know it was just a debut but um i don't know man it, it was uh I, I wasn't feeling it, uh, but the ticket by a public doesn't agree with me. They they sold lots of tickets in Battle of the Valley. They certainly um, 
and uh and the stands were all online saying this was the only highlight of the show and you know everything whatever not the but, match of the decade contender yeah exactly um <laughs> so um yeah this was uh I hated all this, like just the combination of the short match, um, the stuff with like the bad angle, the bad promo, the botch move. And it was just like, if you thought they didn't respect women's wrestling in America, wait till New Japan gets a taste of this. They want some of that, too. Yeah. Um, ultimately, like when I, when I talk about that, like it, it, it to me, it seems like. They had a certain amount of time devoted to, much like AEW does, had a certain amount of time devoted to uh, a woman to women's segments or women's stuff, and like they're like, oh, we need time for Sasha to have her long video promo, her walk down, her her promo, her beat down of or, or her laying out uh, Kyrie, and all that, and like we're just going, you know, I think last year that start of match had like nine minutes, and they you know they threw the kitchen sink in that nine minutes more or less, right? It was like, okay, so now we got to cut that shit down. You got to take three minutes from that because we only got a certain amount of time. That's what it felt like. And it's like, all right, if that's what it's going to be. Um, I, you know, uh, like, not it, like, not it, my, chief. That's not, that's not what, that's not what people want out of, that's what our people want to see. And like, there, there are going to be times where like, you know, it's gonna be funny because like that shit will be that shit will be on on New Japan shows and that should be on Starman shows, and like if them shits is like under ten minutes in on New Japan shows those defenses and then like they come to Stardom and they get fifteen minutes or or you know eighteen minutes people are gonna be like what the fuck are y'all doing? Um and people are not gonna be happy with no, no ten minute Sasha Banks match. Yeah, They're, like yeah. like and and not and look and they're and they're not wrong. Um, yeah, man. So, um, let's move on. Um, we got Bishamon, uh, taking on FTR for the IWGP tag team titles and this rocked. They went 10 minutes. They went hard and, uh, they came in here and both teams just hit each other hard as fuck and were working and like taking risks, moving. And, uh, I went four stars on this one. I thought this was solid as fuck. And Yoshihashi pinned Dax in the Tokyo Dome. (laughs) Yep. I'm with you. Four stars on this. Really enjoyed the match. Great match. Um, and, and this is when I started noticing it. Like, I, and I, I saw this, like, okay, Sasha came out. And then, next thing you know, Dax and, and Cash came out. I was like, oh, they look click. You know, they said, let's get out of here. Er- let's get out of here early. And let's go celebrate. You know, they look click. And then, sure enough, next thing you know, you see them, them three plus Bailey. And I was like, hmm. They pulled that, like, WrestleMania 28 where, like, Randy Orton was in the opener against Kane. I was like, look, man, it's my birthday. I'm getting out of here and I'm finna go get fucked up. Um, so, um, yeah, like, one thing to know, one thing about, uh, the FTR thing is after they lost the matches and they went to the, and they were walking to the dugout, they got, they got a hefty, respectful clap and applause from the Japanese fans. Um, like, they like them. They appreciate them. And, you know, obviously maybe they can go over there some more. That's what I was getting at. Like, obviously they weren't around that often, but like they do see them and respect them as like big deals um, in wrestling. They really did. Like, because we'll get to it later. Another motherfucker uh, that, that, um, that had a championship belt uh, that when, when he was walking to that dugout, didn't get shit from that crowd. So we'll get to it later. <laughs> But uh, shout out to Bishmon. So um, just who doesn't love uh, Goto and Yoshihashi? They've got the matching gear now. 
Uh, and they, they've kind of like formed into a real team. Yoshihashi is not a geek anymore. Goto is like this great wrestler who just ended up in the tag team. He just feels like, you know, him and Sheamus, you know, just, <laughs> just, you know, they're the, they're the same guy. Essentially, I, I would, I would love a Hiroki Goto and Sheamus match if I could get it somewhere. Um, but yeah, really like Bishamon. Like, and hope they, uh, hope they, hope they come through for Forbidden Door again. So, um, yeah, man. Uh, up next, we had uh, Zack Sabre Jr. taking on Ren Narita for the uh, New Japan World Television Championship. Zack Sabre Jr. coming out there with the blonde hair now. Um, looks like somebody whooped his ass with a bottle of peroxide. Um, and him and Ren Narita had this kind of hard-hitting, kicking, uh, like flash finish kind of match Uh Thought this was pretty good as well. I I, I didn't uh, feel it on the same level as a tag match, but uh, this is the first time Zack Saber's got a belt in New Japan. Well, singles belt, yeah, singles belt, yeah. yeah. Um, and, and Ren Narita loses. A lot of people thought Ren Narita was gonna, you know, get that launch pad, but I, I insist he has to not be, um, you know, Shib- Shibata two Like he's he's got to like figure something out. Like I. I <laughs> I mean, yeah, I, I think so too. In the long run, if he wants to get to like, if he wants to catch up to like where where we all think they're going to put uh, Shota, then yeah, he, he he will have to like become more of his own man. Which is funny considering like Shota is is basically like he, he's he's new Tanahashi. Bro, but, I swear, uh, it, it's like Tanahashi and Naito doing the fusion dance. Yeah, yeah, and it's funny that like they're about to feud. And it's like, and you know, not, not, just, not just be justified, be like, this motherfucker can't come in out here looking just like Tanahashi. We all got mad at me when I wasn't even nearly looking close as like uh, Tanahashi as this dude is. What's so different? Um, but anyway, oh, it's because Tanahashi's old now? Fuck y'all. Anyway, um, so yeah, like, I thought it was a very good match. Um, and I think, you know, it's not the worst thing in the world if like Renarini has to come back to it and, and chase out chase uh Zach down. Um, you know, obviously you have New Year's Dash stuff uh that happened the night, the night after where um all of a sudden like, you know <laughs> Saber they, they come out the Aussies come out and they're like, Can you please be our leader? And he's like, Fine, I'll do it. Why not? And I'm taking a young boy with me too. So but yeah, like, you know, I really liked um I I, I don't know if we'll talk about it much, but like I really like the directions that they they came up with like yeah. Dash. yeah. I, I really like it. It's it's fresh, new, exciting. So up next we have Tamatonga taking on Carl Anderson for the Never Open Weight Championship. This went about nine minutes. Uh, when I when I was watching live, I actually got in uh well while this match was going. And I thought they worked kind of hard in this, uh strangely. Like I kind of enjoyed what I saw here. And um the, aside from the finish, where I think there may have been some uh, some brother brotherism oh, going on think, here, oh yeah, um, and but besides that, I I was into this. I thought Tamatonga looked great in this match. The and crowd, Carl worked hard too. They loved Shocker. They loved Tamatonga. I think the crowd was into it because Tam was in the match. Um, Carl Anderson, like even when he's lazy, he's still competent. Like I, outside of like that one match from earlier this or later, uh, from late last year, like the Hikaleo stuff, like he's a competent wrestler regardless of his his motivation level. So yeah, it it was it was okay, um, but like I'm watching this match, I'm like, really? How long did it go? 
935. Yeah. Um, I, I'd rather they swap times with, with Kyrie and Tam, but whatever. Um, yeah. Uh, oh, man, we got we to we gotta show respect for 2012 G1 finalist Carl Anderson. Yeah. The crowd didn't show no respect. So, Tam, Tam wins with, with the gun stuff on again. Um, and then after the match, Carl Anderson walks the dugout. It's crickets. It's quiet. And as he gets to the to the last to the first step before taking the first step down on the on the dugout, he sticks both arms in the air, and the crowd still didn't give him shit. And I was, and I fucking died laughing. I was like, nobody wanted you to come back. People were tired of you with his fucking belt. People recognize you're fucking lazy. And was it worth it? Everyone that's listened to this, that if you were talking to yourself and like, you know, months and months of Carl Anderson and being in WWE and whatever that does for him being in this match, was it worth it? How about I like the match, but how about come on, man? Like, you know, you know, the the promos about like he tries hard when the lights are bright, it's all that kind of stuff. And it's like, okay, you tried a little bit harder and like this still is like. Not in the bottom half of matches on the card. Great. Awesome. Thank you for coming. Appreciate it. Like, no heat. Like, you know, luckily they love Tamatonga. Right. Because if they didn't. Right. Like, this was 2018 Tamatonga. This match would have got crickets. Nothing. But um, up next, um, we have the six-man tag team match. I I don't even know what the Keiji Muto stipulations are at this point. Like, they're finding... A bunch of different ways to, to milk his last. I think this was Keiji Muto's last New Japan match. That's how they marketed this one. So oh, okay, I'm sure they haven't uh, done that one before. Yeah, like last time it was Muto, the Great Muda's, Muda's. last yeah, Muda's like, last, yeah. and then he has the Great Muda bye bye in like on the Noah. 21st in Noah, and I think yeah. that's supposed to be it. I we'll think. See. I no we'll see. no it's not it's Keiji Muto's last match uh, in the dome and they're doing it I think in February or March yeah and that's like a like a I believe that's a Noah card I think or it's like a freelance like you know Muto himself it's one of those and um yeah I'm I'm totally lost on where Muto is and um I, I this year I think last week I said we still can't rule him out for Finesse of the year right this you don't year know if you're retire. coming. So, um, yeah. Uh, so we had Keiji Muto, Hiroshi Tanahashi, and Shota Umino taking on LIJ of Tessie United Host, Sonata, and Bushi. Um, this was okay. Uh, there was a funny part <laughs> in the beginning. Yes. Uh, Keiji yes! Muto paired off with Sonata. Sonata gets the quick, quick jump on him, and, and he gives him the fucking moonsault, and Muto kicks out of that shit like it looked like he didn't break a sweat, um, and stands back up. And then he teases that he wants to do his own moonsault. And then Hiroshi Tanahashi is like, big dog, that ain't that ain't how this works no more. You 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 will die. See, I took it as because you remember, he was selling matches before the the last KG Muto last great Muda yes. ma- shows in particular towns. Like he was before he got to that, he was doing the this is the last time you get to see the moonsault. Uh, or whatever else. So I thought Tanahashi was saying, "Hey, bro, you can't, you can't do this. You already, you already sold tickets in this house doing this, or in this town doing this. You can't be doing that." I, I, I couldn't tell because, because you know, Either it, that the, the comedy of the part where this man grips so much that he didn't know that he didn't know no, that, that, he that, that the particular grill. move was moved from the from the tool bag or from the golf bag. 
so his, yeah his knees would have exploded into dust had he tried to do that um it, unchecked but um this all kind of you know this is a, a standard six-man tag kind of tessio naito and keiji muto never touched each other the young boy josh smith pointed out wonder if there's something to that um but this ended up with uh, Shota Umino getting the pinfall. I was absolutely shocked on the broadcast, James. I don't know if you you know how this all worked out, but let me tell you. Okay. So Keiji Muto, I think, from knowing what Muto was like, it seems like he was told Shota Umino is getting the pin. Fuck you. You're old. This is the future. Do, go out there and do the right fucking thing. Keiji Muto was like, I can't really fuck this up because it's Wrestle Kingdom. I got to go ahead and just do the thing. I'm going to win, but I'm going to make this shit about me somehow anyway. Right. And what happened? Like, so this motherfucker. He, is a, he, hits, the, he hits the fucking Shining Wizard. He hits, hits the shining fucking Shining Wizard. wizard for, for Uno to get the win. He hits the fucking Shining Wizard. Uno fucking gets the pin. And then... Do you want to stick around and raise the kid's hand? Do you want to want to do the three the, the the photo op with Muto Tanahashi Umino? No, Keiji Muto wants to get the fuck out of there. Similar in a way that he did uh, with Kaito Kiyomiya. Yep. This man starts hitting it up the Muto ain't moved this fast in years. Um, <laughs> he's hitting it up the fucking dugout, soaking in the cheers. By the way, this crowd's going fucking nuts for him. By yes, the way. they are. Like that's the one that's the one thing like that Noah show that I went to, like, bro, like not same like when Nakamura and Muda came out on uh, at that Budokan Hall one one show uh for Noah, like it was a completely different crowd. Like that crowd outside of the Sunday event mostly behaved like a clap crowd that I had been in in all these shows. And then all of a sudden like the violinist came out and like it turned into like we were transported back to like two thousand before two thousand before what pandemic? They lost their shit. And then this thing happened here and like bro, they were losing it for Muda or for, for Muto. They were losing it for him. However, he Hiroshi Tanahashi says, I'm not having this shit. And Tanahashi waddles his ass up yes, there saying, No, this you're not about to get this, this uh camera time because the camera's following Muto the whole time. They right. stopped shooting show to Umino right. completely. Right. Um and Tanahashi's like, fuck that. You're walking with me. We're getting the fucking shine. And I, I just noticed like Muto being like Almost like, what the fuck are you doing, guy? Like, you you trying to cramp my spot. But Tanahashi was doing that one of those, you bitch, I got you, one of those. Yep. So, uh, yeah, that was the uh, the, the funny part kind of about this. Yeah. Just so. <laughs> Muto, you can't, you can't ever underestimate this guy, man. Yeah. And he knows that, like, there's two cameras on the floor. And, like, one has to follow him. He knows that. Unbelievable, Muto. Unbelievable. Um, up next, IWGP Junior Heavyweight Championship match. Uh, Hiromu Takahashi, Taiji Ishimori, El Desperado, and Master Wato. And Hiromu Takahashi ends up getting the win to win back the uh, IWGP Junior Heavyweight Championship. And uh, I thought this was a them trying to will master Watto to greatness. And I think Watto did a great job by the end. I was ready to see him win. Um, I thought they did an excellent job between all, all the other three guys lifting him up and then working with each other. Uh, I don't think Hiromu's like 
the peak Hiromu that he was mm. uh, like five years ago or anything. Uh, and I think his, I feel like his heavyweight, um, uh, the, the thought of him going heavyweight, that ship has sailed. Um, I could be wrong, but um, this was a solid as fuck match. I, I was way more positive on this match going out of it than I was coming into it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the whole point of this match, or it seemed to me like the whole point that they were trying to get over was like, Everyone knows what everyone's sitting here looking at like why the fuck is Watto in this match? We're gonna make everybody get into Watto in this match. Um and I thought they did this successfully. Like I thought they told the story perfectly to get the crowd into biting for the near falls for him and wanting him to actually pull the upset. Also mean it didn't happen. Um but yeah, like I thought that I thought this match was very damn good. Um really fun, really fun stuff. Um and it was interesting, like uh, I was wearing a Haromu shirt there. Um, and like he wins and I was like, I was happy for it or whatever else. But like, um, I don't know, man, like I thought maybe like they were building towards like trying to have, you know, him a fresh, a fresh, like opponent and have him a Watto. But then it's like, you know, uh, new year's, new year's dash. He ends up, uh, he's getting linked up with uh, a different, uh, fresh opponent in, in yo. So like, I think like, you know, we won't see desperate him versus Desperado for a while. I think, you know, now his point is, like, try to establish, like, the, the younger guys in that division. So, like, we'll probably see show two. Um, but, yeah, I'm, you know, I'm interested to see, like, what this reign looks like. And I only, I think at this point, like, none of his reign should go long. Yeah. Yeah, he's, um, you know, he's an elder statesman now, as yeah. weird as that sounds. Right. <laughs> um, but, yeah, man, uh, up next. Singles match for the IWGP Heavyweight Championship. Kenny Omega taking on Will Ospreay. And my God, these boys blessed us. I've been waiting damn near two weeks to talk about this match. I have not so much as really even like said too much about it, but <sighs> got it. Got to zoom. Got to zoom. Oh, man. <sighs> What can one say except y'all must have forgot y'all forgot who the fuck Kenny Omega was y'all y'all fucking forgot who can who the best bout machine was y'all motherfuckers watched 2022 go by and motherfuckers tried to tried to sleep on my dog tried to tried to just 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 hate y'all way into into everything you combine with the all out stuff and just like it's just a lot of uh, revisionist history going on. Uh, the the pure dorks that were that were upset. This had all the buzz and everything, and it was just like it was sickening. Really, it was nauseating. It was when when I watched this match, I watched a true dream match happen, and all of you did too, and you know it, and it burns you up that you're hating. And you had to watch it and you had to go out there and lie if you weren't fucking with it. I've seen the people online. I've seen the the mostly critical acclaim for this. They asked me, Rich, were you surprised at the critical acclaim? No. I know who Kenny Omega is. I know who Will Ospreay is. The only thing is, it seems like some of y'all don't know who these people are. 
match of the fucking decade contender. What are we doing here? This is an all-time match. This is the best match in the history of the Tokyo Dome. There are some people that would disagree. Could you throw Okada Omega at me? Sure you can. Could you throw various other matches at me? Sure you can. Kabashi, Sasaki. Sure. Right. Sure. Sure. It's all it's all up there. Like, these are the matches that you're talking about. Do you do you realize what, like Cage Match remained at like 9.8 and went as high as 9.84 before people started trying to do their little hating, you know, do that little dance they be doing. You know, they, they they try to go out there and throw a seven on something when, 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 you know, we know that shit pie, that shit fake. You really want to hate, but you want that shit to get past the radar detection. That's what's going on. But this is one of the greatest matches of all time. Um, enough of the, I, I'm going to zoom uh, back out so we can actually break down the match. But I just want to let people know. I, I I can't I can't believe I can't believe that that these people either underestimated or thought this was like not gonna be what the fuck it was. So for me, I'm very rich. You can attest to this. I'm very stubborn. In my mind, I had an idea of what this match would be like. Um from the dream match perspective, if you will, or even from the promos and stuff they were doing to lead up to this. And never did I think that it was going to turn into effectively a hardcore match when an only weapon or one weapon is a table and another weapon is basically an exposed turnbuckle. And I thought that this match was going to be, you know, kind of what you expect the first starting out match going to be in, in my mind, this the match we got is more like a match should almost be like a second or a third match. We got the second or third match in the first match. And that's perfectly fine. I still would at one point would want what I thought the first match was going to be. We're probably never going to get it. And I'm probably fine with that because this match went in a direction that I was not expecting. And it's very hard for me to come off of thinking like uh, of thinking what a match is going to be. And they do something totally different. And I end up liking it more. This match did that. This match was not what I expected and ended up being better than I than what I imagined it was going to be if it did it the way that I wanted to do it. I was I was very impressed. Um, they were chopping the shit out of each other. They were beating the shit out of each other. Um, I told you uh, over the weekend that like the turnbuckle the turnbuckle DDT reminds me a lot of like the Naito in Omega 2017 G1 when he did they did the same thing stuff with the post. Just like incredibly, incredibly violent, um, very creative ways of using violence around this fucking exposed turnbuckle. And like, quite frankly, like, evil should retire from pro wrestling. (laughs) All all the go to, or sorry, Dick Tuggle and all the, all them use exposed turnbuckle. Yano too, all these years of doing that shit. And y'all ain't came up with nothing nearly as half as creative as this. Um, this is a incredible match. Um, they Kenny Omega like back in the form of being a true dick gaijin, and Will Osprey continuing this run of like not continuing, but like he's done it for like he's tapped into it in the, in the you know best Super Junior final with Shingo. 
He's tapped into it uh, in the G1 final this year. Like, he is so fucking good at getting uh, the domestic crowd behind him. For, per- for uh, like, they really want to see that dude win. And, like, I remember I ended up t- messaging you. Or messaging the whole group, like, as as show's going on, Kenny's coming out doing a Sephiroth Final Fantasy Seven shit. I was just about to get to that. And <laughs> I had said, like, hey, you know, he did mention, like, he should bring back the Assassin's. Like, it'd be really cool if, if uh, Osprey brought back, like, Elevated. And then all of a sudden I hear the piano, and I was like, he's doing it. And then he comes out, and, like, the crowd just was like... So happy to hear his old music. And like, there's no, there's nothing wrong with the music he has now, but it's like, he has some of the best theme music. And then he decided to go with this because he turned hill or whatever else. Like, I don't know if it's back permanently. It's probably not, but nah, like, it this, was, was, this was, a, this was a story beat. Right. This was like, right. But it was, this fun was to basically hear. going it was back. Fun to hear the dome. It, this was a, um, like a, uh, a tip off that he was not going to win. Uh, Jeremy explained this beautifully on keeping a strong style. I'm assuming like, you, I'm assuming it was like he the story is he has to find his current self as opposed to going back to old things. Yes, and, okay. and it is similar to like um like Tetsuya Naito trying to be the star genius, genius. Yep. to to beat Okada. Like this is like the, the tip off. Yeah. Sorry, at, at Russell Kingdom twelve, yeah, yeah. This is the tip off he was not gonna win, but I watched both of these entrances and this was just like this felt so big. This felt like the biggest match ever. Like when they came out, Kenny's coming out, got the the fucking Final Fantasy music, and I'm wondering like what the fuck's going on because I don't hear Devil Sky, but I'm like, oh, it's the real one. It's the one they made Devil Sky off of. Like, <laughs> can, can we can we talk like what I talked about? How like how you such a great Gaijin dick hill. This man comes out. He looks over his shoulder and he goes and he bugs his eyes out. I'm gonna do it for the camera. I'm back. What the fuck is wrong with this dude, man? Put this man in an asylum. Grab him. Yes, shoot this man with the net gun. Like, wrap him up, put him in the back of the paddy wagon, bro. What's wrong with him, man? Bro, that shit is so funny. And and then, like, he has the match, he continues, and then he starts bludgeoning uh, Kenny Omega, sorry, Osprey's head with a table, and then he sticks his head through the hole, like, awesome, like, Shining Jack Nichols and shit, like bro, this man is a fucking loon, bro. He's bro, hilarious. He's a true sickle, bro. And then for the match, he beat the shit yes, out of Will Osprey. Yes, he he whooped this man in a way where I was like, I feel like this is the most brutal I've ever seen Kenny Omega. Like, and it's like this is like a masterclass of of uh, Will Osprey with the selling. And then Kenny Omega being a heel, like this is what people think they're watching when they're when they're watching Jay White or something. But when and I'm gonna get to a, a point like why I maybe have figured out Jay White has never really worked for me, and this Kenny Omega match kind of showed it for me. And you know we can can, can we take the victory lap? I, I I don't I feel like it's a low stakes victory lap. We knew what was gonna happen here trying to put them on after this, but that's neither here or there. Um, but just looking at it, how it's all set up, Kenny takes the U.S. belt. Mm-hmm. Osprey he beats Will Osprey's ass in front of five of his homies, which is fucking hilarious. By the way, um, they set up the blade job beautifully. Like they covered him up. It all felt like real. Like it was. It was just like gasp worthy stuff. Like that DDT on the top. The 
you know, the revenge element to this, like where he finishes him with the Kamigoye, then one wing angel, uh, Osprey defiantly throws spits at him. And it's just like, I was watching with my mouth open the last 20 minutes of the match, just like blown away in, in every, in every facet of the game, like incredible work from both of these guys. And it's like, when we, when we talked about, uh, someone uh, like, you know, uh, Kenny being 39 years old, Osprey being 29 or 30, w- one of them. And then like these guys still catching each other while they, you know, while they're at the, the, the top. They're still in their primes. And it's like, this is what the fuck I I, I want to watch. Like, you know, w- when it comes to pro wrestling, like this is the level that I want to see the best of wrestling be like when, when you tell me it's try to tell me it's something else. I tell you, that's just fugazi. And I was so impressed with this match from both of these guys. Yeah. It was just like, for me, in my mind, the way the match set up is like Kenny Omega devastates him with like, with the table stuff. And like, he can, and he, and he's just, the, the, the gap is too, wide of a margin for him to, for Osprey to ever try to realistically like make up for. And like the match keeps going and he keeps chipping away and chipping away. Something like he's actually going to close the gap. And then eventually like he just runs out of gas. There's nothing left because like he literally lost the match in like the first like 10 minutes of the match or whatever it was, what the time against the table or outside. Like, so let's say like 15, 10, 15 minutes of the match. He was, he lost it then, but he just kept, he just wouldn't fucking stay down until he finally was over. Until he got, you know, he got himself in a bad situation with the Kamigoye. He was done, and he realized he was done. That's why he spit in his face. Um, and you know, he got put away. And like, we're gonna get, we're gonna get another one of these. Maybe even two more of these. Man, man sign me the fuck up. My God, I, bro, he kicked the shit out of this man. Like, bro, like it, that shit was, that shit was like. I, it's hard to even explain like how I felt watching it. It was just like, yo, Kenny, you might be going too far, man. Like, God damn. Like, like don't hurt him that much. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> but incredible match. Um, this is probably gonna be the match of the year. Um this unless is, they unless they rematch it, it uh, is. Look, unless they top it. Like, uh, well, look, unless they rematch it, or unless like we get an Osprey, unless we get like an Omega Okada match, nothing's, nothing's gonna beat this. Just yeah. Like I haven't I haven't watched a live copy. Scale I, broke like, up. Like this is like this is just off my mind from being like in the outfield, and I was like, oh yeah, like this is this is this is easy five stars. I don't yeah. know how many they even gave out last year. Yeah, like um, five, six, maybe. Dave Dave gave this one um six point two five, which a lot of people felt like that may have even been too low. Um, for for how he, I I was expecting six point five the way he was talking, mm-hmm. but um, yeah. The only other match he's given six point five is uh is the seven star match, right? Yes, this is the second highest match he's ever rated. Tied he's tied with, with the, the Dominion two. match. Yeah, yep. the second match. Yeah, it went to the draw. Yeah. Yep. Um. Yeah. All time match. Go out of your way to see this if you haven't seen it. If you're somebody that um hasn't watched Wrestle Kingdom for whatever reason, track this down. You will not be disappointed. Yeah. So people have asked me like, "How's my trip?" And I was like, "It's like my trip was great. Like I saw a bunch of the best matches of uh, um a, a bunch of like the top hundred or so best matches of 2022, 
And like I saw two of the greatest matches ever. Like this match and that Julia Sherry match, I saw it in one I saw it on one trip. Some people don't get to see that level of match in a lifetime. Very lucky, very fortunate. Yeah. Oh, and then next we had the IWGP World Heavyweight Championship, Kazushko Kata versus Jay White. Um, and James, you won't believe me, but this was really hard to get into. Oh, you think? <laughs> like watching it immediately after uh, well, Kenny Omega versus Will Ospreay, and then well, seeing Jay White come out, and I'm just like, "What are you going to do to try to like compete on this level?" Well, you know, Okada did his, his thing where it's like, "We're gonna come out here, we're gonna wrestle well for like the first 20 minutes, and then we'll actually pick up, and then we'll actually get into the match." Like, that's the thing when it comes to, um, like. These Okada matches or like when you stack the car, you put like your best shit one after another, after another, and after another. It's like you don't need a cooldown match. You need to use the time that you have in the ring to be your own cooldown and you build up from there. Um, and, you know, I, I thought, you know, in typical Okada fashion, he, he did well with that. I thought this match was great, but obviously it held far in comparison to the masterpiece we saw earlier, just this match before. But, um, I don't know, man. I feel like, generally speaking, unless you have, for some reason, two crazy nights with Kota Ibushi, Jay White tops out at like four and a half. I like went that's four, the, and that's the absolute peak for him. I, I went four and a quarter on this match. Okay. Um, I think with Jay White, how I saw Kenny Omega beat the shit out of Will Ospreay. Oh, yeah. Also, Kenny Omega's like completely rebuilt his body. Um, on the you know the year off or whatever, and he's came in probably looking the best that he has in ages, right? And then he kicks the shit out of Will Osprey. Jay White comes out there with all those muscles, the the great fucking abs, and you know the perfect body, and then like he doesn't feel like he kicks the shit out of you, and then it's just like he's Except just this when he weasel. Does, like, a choke sleeper, or sorry, a choke German. That's about right. It. He he's just this weasel, and then it's like I just don't buy it like at, at this at we're talking about good and elite and like good great and elite yeah yeah and then i felt like this match was like the average of all the uh if, if we th- threw a score if, if we threw all the kazusha okada j white matches um in a blender right and uh-huh. we were like if we combine the best of them and the worst of them what would you spit out this it would be this median level match well, like, I mean, which, of, the, of their matches. Okay, so what's the best Jay White Okada match? Would it be New York City? Yes. Okay. And the worst one would probably be the 2018. Was that G1? Yeah. Yeah, like you're talking about something that's like four, four and a third. It could, you could go four and a half and go four and a quarter. Yeah, that's about yeah. what he does. And like you look and you go back and you look at like the Jay White stuff, or you think of his career as like, bro, like. He has two all-time classics, if you will, like uh, in a general consensus type of thing, and both of them with Kota Ibushi, and they're both when like he's playing this ultimate spoiler, and like but outside of that, even with like Ibushi, when he's not in a constellation match, he couldn't get it. It's like he's those is two matches, and that's it, bro. Um, from this all-time thing, like he's a great wrestler, but like as far as having some you know year-defining or um year-defining match or year-like or showcase type of match of that sit. Nah, man, he has those two. He might have two more before his career's over, and that's kind of it. 
Um, no, no, not against him. He's a great wrestler, but like certain levels, of his greatest thing. And that's kind of the thing we were talking about. Like, what, what, like, what's the difference between like, oh, um, Naito and like an Omega Okada Tanahashi Ishi thing or whatever else? Like, he he may. I mean, to be quite frank with you, he's beloved below Naito. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So, um. I mean, and I don't mean like Naito just probably I mean like Naito now b- body broken down, shitty knees. Like, <laughs> I, like I I rather watch any I rather watch Naito versus uh, Osprey in the Dream One semifinal than any uh, Jay White match. Like, you want to see the best of Jay White? It's gonna take you. It's gonna take you over a half hour to watch it. Yeah, um, Kazusha Okada worked very hard during this match. He was like determined to um, get the crowd into it he was doing he did a senton uh, flip off the the buckle to the outside of the ring he rarely pulls stuff out like that out he was firing the crowd up obviously this is the big anoki show um uh, so the, the the only finish was kazuzuko okada hitting a rainmaker uh after 30 minutes and then also, <laughs> raising the belt up he also broke out the jaw too he broke out the anoki chin yeah yeah so um uh, Okada wins, uh, gets the belt back. One and... thing, also, bro, it wasn't even like a thing where like it was just me laughing at, like laughing at the camera closing in on his on his chin. It was the whole entire fucking stadium was laughing at him doing the Okada or doing the Inoki chin. We were fucking howling, like that. That shit transcended the language. <laughs> <laughs> um. But yeah, man. Overall, this is this is a hell of a show. Um, I, I really had a good time watching it. I, I watched the second half of it live and went back and you know filled everything in. And um, you know, as James said, it was like it was. It felt good to feel like you know you're watching Wrestle Kingdom, and it was like one of the most important shows of the year. And it was just like this big feeling event at the beginning of the year. Um, and it set off a lot of like great directions for New Japan going into New Year's Dash. Uh, they went total mystery on the show, pretty much to set up the main event. We had the fucking dream team. Uh, we had we had literally One Nation Radio in the ring. Um, <laughs> you know, Team One Nation Radio. You know, <laughs> Team KO. You know, you know, Team we Team we own Tetsuya Naito. Um, wh- what else can we, we own? Can we we own Osprey too. <laughs> yeah, Team we Team Team we we own Will Osprey. Um, Kazuzu Okada and Kenny Omega teamed up, and this shit was just like, and I was unspoiled seeing this, and I was like, "Holy shit!" Uh, I thought this was a really cool moment. Yeah, man. Like, yes, the real seven star tag team. Yes, indeed. You know, so not no cosplaying stars out here. So I was in the building for this. I was at New Year Dash, um, and Omega comes out first, and I was like, "So he's tagging with either." Okada or or Ibushi, either one's great for me. And when that coin dropped, everybody was like, "Wow!" <laughs> like everybody, because like people were like, people beside me were like, "Okada, Okada," and then the coin dropped. And they were and they were, they couldn't believe it. And I was like, "Bro, this is some this is some." Like, I think I tweeted like this is some magic and Larry sh- Larry Bird shit right here. Man. Yes. Like I. I wasn't expecting it, and like you know, they went out there and 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 they were really good together. Obviously, they didn't try to have some all time classic match, but like, um, they did set up and tease J or um uh title defense for the U.S. title against uh Jeff Cobb, which I'm into. Sign me yep. up, and um yeah, they had all, all up and down. There was, there was, there was, was also 
There was also a little stare uh, at the IWGP title. Uh, that, yeah, that yeah, Kenny yeah, did, yeah. Like he, he grabbed the he grabbed the belts after they won, and he handed it over to a uh, he handed it over to Okada. Yeah, that that did happen. You know, yes, it did. You know, just, just just putting it out there. You know, you know, might have to uh, you know might have win that one too. You know, yeah, man. Like but, so, who's uh, coming in? So who's coming in third for wrestler of the year? <laughs> Because one and two, because one and two is gonna be, or at least for our most outstanding, or at least because like one and two is gonna be, gonna be, gonna be Osprey and Omega. The way this shit going, Bro, like Kenny already has two five star matches in the books. Th- that's kind of where I'm getting at, and you yeah. know Osprey is gonna do unless he gets hurt, he's gonna do him again. So he's about to go into it with Tai Chi, and he's just like furious, like so. Um, yeah, that's gonna be uh, that's gonna be a fun thing. Um, but yeah, I, I never thought we'd see Okada and Kenny team up. That was a really cool treat. Like especially like if you watch that thing and you you didn't know it was coming. Yeah, I mean I got my little picture of them two together. So yep, that was fun. Yeah, man. But um, I will I will lead uh it from here. Um, AW went to the forum in LA, and this was like, um, think about a show. You know, like AW's been rolling of late. Like, uh, obviously, last week was uh, their big show in Seattle with that debut yeah. and all that. Well, let's then, it's playoff Tony Khan. That's what's really going on. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, man, uh, and this one had the three big matches of uh, in the game seven, uh, Moxley and Hangman, and then Brian Danielson and Konosuke Takeshita. And um, there was you know, a couple of things on the show. Um, it was, also, it was, it was also the tag match. Uh, Britt Baker. Yes, yes. Jamie Hayter and Jamie Britt Baker Hader, against Soraya uh, and Tony Storm. Soraya, yeah. So we opened it up, and it was Hangman Page and John Moxley. And they, after weeks, you know, and weeks of building this thing up, a lot of promos, hard promos left and right from both of these guys. And, you know, they kicked the fuck out of each other. I mean, what do y'all expect? Um, Hangman Page ended up getting the win uh, with the, I believe he gave him the buckshot. I think he did too, just like he said in the promo. So, uh, ironically, uh, the thing Moxley would do is call a shot. Hangman did this time. And I believe this was only John Moxley's second clean loss in AEW, if I'm not mistaken. Um, mm. So this was a this is a big win here for Hangman. Crowd was going nuts for him. Uh, Moxley was kind of leaning into uh, kind of being more aggressive, and uh, you know they beat the fuck out of each other. Uh, hell of a match. But this time, um, you know, at the end, uh, the the key was uh, Moxley. This time, you know, kind of uh, being knocked loopy uh, after the match. This was an angle, and then um, Hangman kind of looking at him like. Oh fuck! I might have did to this guy what you know he did to me, and you know I I you know I hope this guy's okay, but it looks like it was a write off from Mox, so he'll probably be back, and you know hopefully in time for Revolution, and these fools will do it again. This was excellent. Can't wait to watch it. Excellent. Um, like, yeah, and you know you mentioned there, you think they're gonna do it again? I'm glad because like I need I need I need them to focus on Hangman Page. I need them to say focus because they lose they lose sight of what the foot they're doing at times with with certain like, guys. Bro, people so. like they they loved this man um, in L.A. So um, after that, um, we got um, what else did we have on the show? Uh, we got the return, a surprise return of Adam Cole. 
So Adam Cole shows up. Uh, Tony Schiavone's in the ring, so it gives him no pleasure in welcoming the returning Adam Cole. Big, big pop for this guy. Uh, and he comes out kind of in his brown jacket, and he's not wearing a black jacket for once in his life. <laughs> and he says he has good news and bad news. He always wanted to be a pro wrestler, and he gets to do it in AEW. Uh, being injured made him realize how much he missed uh, his, you know, with his shoulder and his head injuries. Uh, he went through a lot of trouble these last couple months, but he mentioned the fan support, saying it meant the world to him that you know people would check up on him on Twitter and say they miss Adam Cole. And, stuff like that and he said uh, you know that was the good news but the bad news and he like flipped it is for the AEW locker room and then the whole crowd popped um, and you know he said he's back and he's not going anywhere he's not going to stop till he's the best and he has a scratch the surface of what he's going to do in AEW today's a new Adam Cole is born total babyface promo uh, which I think is long overdue everyone's wanted to cheer this man for a long time this was a great promo uh, and, a, and a hell of a way to kind of come back. Um, and, you know, he, you know, obviously he had the the run where he was, he felt kind of overexposed him going away. I think helped him a lot and uh, he looks to be healthy. So I'm ready to see him, you know, get back into it and see what he can do as a baby face. Cause you know, I'd, I'd like to see it. Okay. That's cool. Um, <clears throat> so where do you, who will you like, what would you like to see him do? Um, I don't know. Uh, I'm trying to think about the heels that are around um, that would be available for him to work with. The only hesitation I would say of putting him with someone like Swerve, for example, Swerve still has unfinished business with Keith Lee. He hasn't returned to TV yet. I imagine they're getting paired off uh, at some point. As far as any other heels, I guess I got to do the pull the old trusty roster up here. And, Death Triangle. Uh, they will be free. <laughs> um, I definitely want to see somebody he can get in there and work against. So, um, well, let's see. Um, the way he kind of positioned himself, like he could easily end up as a title challenger at some point. Um, but um, let's see. Uh, I can already hear MJF doing the, the NXT jokes. I can already hear that. I, I feel like that would be an improvement um, from <laughs> from what he was doing this week. Um, let's see. Uh, maybe you put him opposite. Sure. That doesn't sound exciting. I was going to say Juice Rotten. No, no, sir. No, no sir. Um I think House of Black may be tied up. Uh, Don't you think they're gonna be like the number one or the number one contenders for the trio belts? I feel like it. Um, I you know, get, I finally get Malachi and, and Omega in the ring together. Finally, I think Ricky's tied up with the JAS, so that kind of may take Sammy off the table. I'd like to see Sammy uh, and and Cole run it. Um, you super kick that man off of the, out of a uh, shooting star press. <laughs> That'd be fun. Um, but there's one that's like leaping out at me, and it's exactly what people are writing in the chat. Powerhouse Hobbs. He's been getting a lot of vignettes and everything else. So uh, I don't know if they would go that direction, but I feel like it's sitting right there. Okay. Um. So uh, up next, we had Jungle Boy Jack Perry and Hook. Defeating Big Bill and Lee Moriarty. 
crowd went nuts for this team with Jack Perry and Hook. Uh, Jungle Boy's hometown uh, when Hooks ended up slamming Big Bill. It was better than Hogan versus Andre. This was a a super fun match here. Um, And, you know, this was the, the the pretty boys got to win and um they popped a number two so mm. uh you know the mm. you know the, the the women's are definitely liking the jungle boy and the hook together you know and maybe they like the big bill you know and we too but uh you know that i i can say for sure you know they they, they fucking with uh you know uh the jungle boy and the hook so um but uh, after that, we got uh, best friend segment backstage with uh, Paul Walter Hauser, who uh, was in Cobra Kai and a couple other things. And he got a Golden Globe Award and stuff like that. Um, but uh, Renee was backstage um, <laughs> at the elite door. She told us there hasn't been a best of seven uh, in this or uh, a game seven in this arena since the Pistons and Lakers in 1988, completely ripping off my entire storyline. I made up for it in the AEW uh, NBA on NBC preview. I did um, so, you know, cool. Um, but after that, Kanosuke Takesha then made his entrance before, um, you know, the next match with his music that sounds like the old Nitro theme. I love it. And um, all of a sudden, Maxwell Jacob Freeman's music hits and he comes out and everybody's like, whoa, why is he here? MJF gets in the ring. Uh, he calls him take a shit and tells him not to take one tonight. He needs him to win. Uh, MJF uh, basically uh, says Konichiwa and uh, basically said, you know, I haven't really seen your stuff, but, you know, he went into, you know, trying basically saying around here, you, you need to learn to speak English or whatever. He really said that? Yeah, or around here, we speak American. That's what he said. Uh, and then he basically uh, set it up for Takeshi to like speak Japanese, and then MJF didn't understand him. And then um, basically Takeshi said, "I'll kick your ass," and then shoved him. Everyone popped. I saw and then, that part. And then Takeshi is ushered out of the ring by Aubrey, and then MJF continues on for six minutes, uh, doing you know jokes with the crowd and everything. I didn't really care so much about that part. I hated this thing with Takesha so fucking much. I thought it was low hanging fruit of the of the biggest variety there is. I thought this was lazy, uninspired. I thought it was, um, you know, I thought it was unbecoming because anytime you have to like, like anytime you start having to use racism to try to like pop your heat. It feels like you're out of material, as I've been saying the last couple weeks on this show, that MJF seems like he's light on material. And I want to squash it right now because, like, the easy thing that people throw out, oh, MJF uh, said you guys are fickle. You know, you guys will turn on them and all this stuff. I'm like, no, I know how to evaluate when something's good and when it's not. And this is clearly less than this man's ability is able to give us. Why? Because we've seen it infused with Darby Allen. We've seen it infused with CM Punk. We've seen it in a few with Wardlow. We've seen like what it looks like when he's pushing himself creatively. This is not pushing yourself creatively. This is doing just the simple bare minimum thing. 
people ask, hey, what would you rather him do? I come, I can come something up better. With, yeah, something better. But I'll go ahead and give them this one. Uh, MJF could have come out there and said, I speak Japanese. He could have lied to the crowd. No, is full of shit. Right. And then, you know, act like he's in. You know, speaking with Takesha, let Takesha talk and then basically mistranslate him and then Takesha jumps on him. You could have done some shit like that. And I'm I'm only a regular person. And I thought of that, James. Wouldn't that be easier and better? But <laughs> like mistranslate him and then like, you know, let Takesha fire up or have somebody be like, hey, man, what that ain't what the fuck he said. And then, you know, get to it or whatever. But they formatted this and it was just like, all right, now Takesha goes to sit outside the ring for like six minutes while MJF does every celebrity he sees Kim Jong. Um, I believe it was Freddie Prince jr. A uh, couple other people. And basically, you know, he's he says people think he can't last six minutes with Danielson. He tells me ask their mothers and their scanning girlfriends, how long he can last. He's all about pinning shoulders on the mats and banging rats and, all this other stuff. Um, he basically says, uh, you know, he doesn't know uh, who Freddie Prince Jr. because was is because he was born in 1996. Um, that was pretty funny. But <laughs> um, he said there won't be an Iron Man match um, because he's going to fucking lose. Essentially, uh, Brian Delson comes out. Uh, he after six minutes of just watching this motherfucker go on and on and on and on, and then uh, Delson like charges out. Uh, MJF sprints up the ramp, like just runs by him, um, and like a com- complete coward showing his ass. Um, I wasn't feeling this at all. I thought it was. I, I think this MJF Danielson program is in the mud right now. Like, <sighs> so I saw people's Twitter reaction to it, and um, people were like really down on it, and like to the point to where they were like. Using using Jay White promos where he's capping his his ass off um, as and, proof and cursing wildly. Yeah, by the way, the, the, the proof that he's a better promo than MJF. I was like, okay, bro, that's how bad was his fucking promo? Um, and then I heard what the gist of it was, and I was like, oh, it's one of those. Um, yeah, man, like you're never going to get me on board uh, with the it's good hill it's good hill tactics to make people want to watch your show less. Um, and it seems that like we've gotten NJF has gotten to the situation where he's like, I'm going to be so I'm going to try to be bad at my job so that people will still like actually boo me again. And it's like, bro, like they're not just they're not going to just boo you again. No, just stop watching. Like how many how many people how many times we heard the same fucking like people that think they're too smart for their own good say I'm going to go out here and I'm going to. And also, he's he's way too plugged into the online shit. He's literally mm. just regurgitating shit that's happening from Disco Inferno, um, you know, <laughs> days before uh, on Twitter, and then using it or whatever. And it's just like, is this this what we've come to? Like, is is this the is this the the, the great man pushing the business forward? Like, you know, so many of us like have, have you know considered him, and you know, I liked MJF because of the. Uh, the the way he will walk up to the line and never cross it. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's just it's can't exactly say that here. Yeah. <sighs> I 
and like, yeah, I also get the feeling like, okay, they're gonna have a match, then what? Like, it's gonna cheat to win. Great, awesome, it's fun. Love it. Like, the, like when he gave me that mission statement saying he's gonna do the Reign of Terror, like. He wasn't supposed to actually really try to do that because that's not good for business. <laughs> like nobody who actually wants to watch that. Like actually, like when it's actually applied, like just saying it to be, just saying it as a threat because you're a heel and you lie. Sure, but actually doing it, bad idea. Not a good idea. He needs to recalibrate. And not in the way like Malachi Black. Um, <laughs> um, after that, we got, you know, after all this long ass thing, we got Brian Nelson versus Konosuke Takesha and surprise. A hell of a fucking match that everyone wanted Konosuke Takesha to win in the building. Um, this was sensational. I'd probably go four and a half on this. Wow. Um, I thought there were some really cool spots. There was the the victory roll transition into the off the shoulders into the German suplex that Takesha did. That was next level. Um, I will say this, uh, Brian Nelson has to stop doing the regal stretch. He's not going to stop doing it. He's done it like two or three matches in a row, but I was talking to someone in the forum and they were like, this is his money clip. Like, (laughs) it's like, stop, like, stop, bro. Like, the crowd, I, I, I feel like they're confused. It's like, why aren't you doing your own moves that are over? Please, please, make me, please let me stop thinking about William Regal, please. But aside from that, this was, this was fucking fantastic. They hit each other hard as fuck. Takesha ran the ropes hard as fuck. Uh, Downson kicked the shot at this man. Takesha, like, fucked him up, too. And this was just like, a main event in any arena almost except this one but <laughs> this was like <laughs> you know there was a big brain buster on the floor um just like incredible match here um just beating the shit out of each other and it was like since uh Danielson couldn't go to the Tokyo Dome we're gonna give you perhaps <laughs> uh you know the best Japanese wrestler going right now in Takesha like this guy um and, and the angle has officially started uh Don Callis this week on Dark Elevation Finally went up to Takesha, cut a promo, was like, hey, man, why don't you roll with the, roll with the team? Come join the members. Like, and, <laughs> um, the members. you know, I, and, and I, you know, you, you, all you got to do is focus on wrestling. You know, you was out here wrestling in Bola. You was doing all this stuff before you fought Brian Nelson. Uh, we don't need to do all that. You know, like, we will take care of your living situation. All you gotta do is think about wrestling. Come over here with with, with Daddy Don and, and the Elite. So um, after that, Renee was backstage with Juice Robinson. Uh, said he's here to kick ass and take names. Challenge Darby uh, for Rampage for TNT title. Whatever. Um, <laughs> the- <laughs> like, bro, do you do you know how like? I don't know. Worn out, you kind of got beat for like a Darby match on TV. It just makes you kind of be like, okay, whatever. Like Darby's liable to try to kill himself in every match he's in. That that's not good, Juice. You gotta you gotta steer the course. Like you are you are veering deeply, deeply, deeply off the road into the ocean. Please, please, like grab the wheel, please. <coughs> So up next, we got the uh, tag match. Uh, Jamie Hayter and Dr. Britt Baker against Saray and Tony Storm. And boy, boy, Tony Storm comes out. 
vibes were off <laughs> came out ultimate 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 boo-boo face <laughs> ultimate boo-boo face um it was like i'm getting pinned fuck this i don't want to be here so Ray came out crowd was kind of lukewarm for her jamie and Britt get big pops and then they just have a pretty good match. And then um, uh, Sheeta comes out about halfway through. She's wearing red, just like Jamie and Britt. Jamie and Britt, top level gear with the red and white shit they had on. Uh, Britt or Sheeta comes out in the red uh, Sheeta That's suit. Not Jamie's gear as well. Like she, like Hater is like written almost like in um, like a font similar to like um, like Hogan WCW gear. Mm-hmm. Like Hulkamania gear, it, it, it just stuck out to me. But whatever. Yeah, um, Brits had the match in one. Her, her said DMD. So um, they, they worked back and forth. There was no hijacking of this match. Um, I, I thought that was interesting. Uh, I thought there were people that thought a riot was going to ensue, but um, that turned out to not be the case. Um, so our, our, this match kind of went on until um, Sheeta threw the. Um, the kendo stick in the ring, but it was intercepted by Britt Baker, or was it? That's the mystery behind this. And um, <clears throat> this is, um, you know, they, they all work pretty hard here, um, despite, you know, the the vibes, like the, the entrance kind of being weird. Uh, Tony Storm, the way she was working, it seems like she was a little heelish. Uh, crowds are really not feeling Soraya, it feels like. And, you know, they love Baker and Hater, um, of course. And it seems like, you know, uh, with Sheeta possibly like there's something going on. There's a lot of like moving parts here, and um, there was no Mercedes Monet here. Um, so um, this was like kind of talked about for a couple minutes, I would say, but in the building wasn't like this vibe of disappointment. Aside from I believe there was like a uh, a camera clip after the after this match where it went blank, I think some people got some booze. And then after that, it was like, all right, time to sing fucking Judas after that. So, um, I, in the building, I don't really think it was a, it was a big deal, but they definitely, definitely should not have done that line with the, I'm the boss stuff, but it was, uh, it was a situation beforehand. Like they announced their angle, like way ahead of time. Maybe they thought they had her. Maybe it's a situation where it was like, well, we can't come to a number. Uh, maybe there's a situation where there's, you know, maybe TK got cold feet. Maybe, I don't know. Maybe she she's like way like, like I'll, I'll put it like this. I think I was talking over the weekend. I was like, if you're not going to like if Mercedes is asking for whatever the fuck she's asking for. Right. And you don't really have plans on changing how you're going to present or, or basically carve the time out, uh-huh. then that's a bad deal. If you sign it, they already signed Soraya, which I think is like one of the worst contracts in the company <laughs> pound for pound. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I think I feel like TK has the luxury to wait on, um, on Mercedes. As strange as it sounds. I mean, yeah, I guess um, they could really use her on Rampage, though. They really could. Like, if you want to turn that around, 
put on a rampage. But yeah, I, I'm with you. Um, the crowd clearly was sitting on his hands to an extent, or at least like after the match, like they accepted that. Like, I think the crowd, from what I could tell or what I heard, like at least accepted that. Like, she wasn't going to debut in a match, but they did really the whole. I hope that she was going to show up at the end of the match. And that, that's what I thought was the possibility was right. Um, so, I mean, cause you know, it, it would have made sense. Like, don't, don't actually like just do her first match unannounced, like announce it, like show her she's here and then like shoot an angle or something and then like promote a match. But, um, that, you know, we'll see what happens in the future. I, I, I really believe that like they thought they had her or they thought, or, or they were in the 11th hour of negotiations and apparently it didn't work out. And uh, I would say this, though, um, though she did not sign um, this time around, um, whenever it is time to go back to the table to wrestle in America, like Vince being back does not help. <laughs> does not help like the Sasha fans case for her coming back. She'd be more likely to come to AEW um, than deal with like this is bullshit again. You know, I feel like she can, she can forgive it. I mean, for a right check, of course. So, I don't know. Who knows where, where, where she ends up here? But um, this does. I don't think this means that she's never coming to AEW. But it just wasn't happening this time. Yeah. So, um, but after that, um, we had the Jericho Appreciation Society, and man, this segment was so long, and no one had anything to say. Like Ooh, that's not good. <laughs> um, what time it was, was it? This was the 930 wow. segment. Ooh. Okay. So this one. Okay. So this one, it went on so long that the main event was left with 14 minutes and change, which <laughs> ironically was the same length that Takesha and Danielson went. And also Hangman and Moxley. All three matches went 14 minutes. So maybe that was how it was intended, but it felt like they got stiff on time just because this went on so long. And then Stark's rare rare miss for him on the mic. Jericho had nothing really to say. Action and Dreddy came out talking and he had nothing to say. And it was just like they fucked it up because they announced the Hager and Starks match before this segment happened. So like the challenge was made during the segment and this is all in front of the crowd. Like this is all goes really? going on forever. This was a this is a really bad segment. Um but it was uh after that, like, like I don't have like they just didn't have anything to say. Like there's there's nothing really else to say. <laughs> but after that, with 15 minutes left and probably a minute overrun, game seven of the finals here. Are you surprised that they had just straight to say for the main event as opposed to like doing in the opener or like because they you know they they love throwing out like the best match in the ring that they're gonna have that night like in the opener. They love doing that. Are you surprised? Um, I, I think they were going to get the main event just because of, you know, hometown for, for the Bucks and Lucha Brothers. Like, they got L.A. Roots and stuff like okay. that. So, um, but, yeah, game seven, man. Um, in 14 minutes, this was just every big move you've ever seen. Kenny came out with the IWGP US title. Uh, they mentioned that he won it at Russell Kingdom, and they actually talked about it. Mm. Thank you, finally. Um, 
good fucking god um and the the bucks came out when you see this match do you know what shoes they wore james no they showed up in black and white and I, i'm gonna give you one guess of what shoes they were wearing concords no they showed up in the shack gnosis really yes <laughs> In the forum, bro. Them, okay. Like, this was, like, some of their hardest shit. Like, they, they just had black and white gear with, with the pattern and shit. Shit was hard. Um, huh. And I'll, I'll send you a... Um, I got a picture. I'll show you show it to you. Hold on. Um, but, yeah, man. This was... Um, this was every big move you've ever seen. Um, there was a through line of this of Kenny getting his hand worked on uh, with a hammer, with everything. And he ended up being the man that ripped the belts down. But when I tell you the crazy shit they were doing here, Matt took this or Nick took this bump, which was a hurricanrana off the top rope where his ass and below landed on the ladder. And what happened was, they didn't get the same uh, same height that I think they really wanted on it. So they had to like kind of overextend a bit to, to flip it around. But like the bump was just fucking disgusting that, mm. that Nick took. Um, there was a one wing angel off the ladder uh, bridge to the mat to lock this up. Um, there, there was just like, you know, uh, running destroyers, people uh, doing I, I believe it was Nick did a 450 outside the ring through a table on pentagon um Wait, this what? shit was yes he he did a fucking 450 front flip off the top rope to the outside of the ring to a nigga laid on the table Yikes. um through the table this shit was insane i think dave gave this one five stars as well um <laughs> this shit was like it was great man um and this thing feels so kind of underappreciated and and under kind of like it's, it's in the, it's in the backdrop of like the elites return all the CM Punk fans are, are just angry online and everything anyone that hates the elite are angry online uh, I had to you know watch people fantasy book someone fucking up this match for like the weeks and weeks the yeah. whole time uh, this game seven all, where all I wanted was like a decisive winner and we got it I won. Y'all lost. Suckers, lames, posers, bums. I I got the W here. Not the elite. I won. But <laughs> but um, this shit is this the best best of seven ever. Um, you're gonna get some old timers that that you know aren't, aren't really feeling it. Uh, to, to come out here and, and cape for best of seven series where all the matches are not even on tape. You're you're gonna see that. And um. This shit was sensational. Like just week to week, the, the stories that they've that they told throughout it, the way that these guys fought through um, injury uh, with Matt Jackson, I believe broke his toe, or, or excuse me, Nick broke his toe early on. Pack obviously his face exploded early on in the series. Uh, you know, Kenny's just coming back and then going to the Tokyo Dome and flying back in uh, and going fucking ape shit in the Tokyo Dome and showing back up to do a ladder match next week. This was this was a testament to like to all these guys like and I, I believe like after the 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 um the show was over off the air, uh Kenny called basically called out to Death Triangle was like, show these dudes some love. Like, you know, we we always gonna like have a rivalry with these guys. Like these are these guys are great. And it was just like, you know, 
the elite never lost those trios belts, right? And they got them back. And, you know, Death Triangle, like, they gave them this series to be like, yo, it's not no easy thing. Like, this is what establishes these trios belts. Like, and I think it's a weird concept to some people just because there's never really been trios belts that are established. They just see six guys wrestling, right? And mm-hmm. and just think it's some some shit that doesn't matter. Like until it doesn't matter, it does. Like and with the way the the, the world champion is acting right now, these fucking trios belts are, are the things that like um you know these guys are going out there in this company and wrestling over and like really giving the best of themselves. I feel like four. And I'm looking at, uh, you know, w- what they did with this. And it was just like, I hope people appreciate these guys. And I don't know. I don't know if they will. Um, but <laughs> this shit was like, run it back. You you can hate if you want. Like, like pull up the fucking scores. Like, these guys are, this shit was top level. Like, so, um can't can't like recommend it enough can't like praise it enough it was just like you know this is the feud that for me has really like built this company like between the young buzz versus the lucha brothers kenny omega and pack fucking kenny omega versus ray phoenix kenny omega versus fucking pentagon matt jackson versus ray phoenix nick jackson versus ray phoenix all these matches that they that they've had with each other and they might not see each other for quite a while right Mm-hmm. Like <laughs> first four years of this company, it, other people may feel differently, but this is Death Triangle versus the fucking elite. Like that's this is what it, what it is. Like this is what makes AEW for me. I mean, yeah, like I I, mean, I think that Kenny Omega, the Unbucks, and Lucha Bros are like the three like. Are the three highest excelling in ring performing acts in AEW history, and um, obviously that involves them being around each other a lot. So um, you know, like the Young Bucks and the Lucha Bros, like that's some generational shit there. It's some all time shit there. Um, so, and then like you know, anytime they want to give me another one of those Kansas City Iron Man matches, <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm here waiting. Like I, I love watching fucking packing. And Omega go at it. So, um, having there to do it seven times, like, I think you're on to something about it as far as appreciating it. I think there's also something to, like, regardless of how good the matches were, which I think, you know, I think I gave, I gave, uh, the first match five stars. I gave the, uh, six match four and three quarters. I gave one of the other matches. Four and a half. I think I gave the other ones like four, four and a quarter. Like I think, I think all these matches have been brilliant. Um, I, I think there is a bit of you know being spoiled and not appreciating like what they were getting, you know, basically seven times over like a span of what eight weeks, something like that. Um, you know, but either way, like somebody you know five years someone five years from now someone is getting into wrestling will see these matches and they 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 won't have that kind of thing of like oh there's some shit they always do so whatever like they'll be like holy shit it's unbelievable <laughs> i want to watch like, i want to watch aew for these fucking guys so so yeah like i think i think it's incredible i think that um 
it's already like I don't know what what how do we how do we even handle like feud of the year? I put it on for last year's okay. already, like before the shit was over. But like, depending on if they cross paths, I mean, they already had six, I mean, they had six matches. So yeah, or yeah, so that's fine. Um, so yeah, but I was just thinking like, it, it's they they gave they gave a lot. They gave us a lot these these last two months. A lot. Check your Facebook Messenger um, for the shoes. Okay, I see him. <laughs> yeah, they came out there with them shits on. I was like, all right, man. Like, y'all them niggas like. <laughs> so, uh, don't really you have know, too you much know more. They came out in them, in them Adidas Kobe 2s. I would have cheered. I would have booed against them, right? I would have booed the hell out of them. <laughs> they came out here in these fucking bricks. Love those. Um, but yeah, um, aside from that, um, yeah, so we'll be back next week. One Nation Radio Awards, uh, gonna, gonna get all that stuff counted up. Yeah. Uh, and then the week after, I will be on vacation, as I mentioned. Um, so, and I believe maybe the next week also, I may be just arriving home. So I, I'm going to be uh, recording all the wrestling I can, but I'm not going to be actively watching it. So I'm going to be in the uh, in the hole, uh, so to speak, in a couple weeks. So yeah, um, fret not though. I'll be doing the solo shows. Sorry, you got you got to deal with me instead of Rich. He's better at this than I am, but it is what it is. You want a show, you get a show. Um, but. Uh, I, I don't. I don't know how. I don't know how to go about like the streaming thing. We might, I might just have to do the recording thing, and then you'll get a show on the podcast. Y'all will get a podcast. Out. Uh, yeah, like I'm not about to start a switch. I'm not. I'm, uh, this is Rich's shit. I'm not gonna flood his <laughs> shit with, with with shit ain't got involved him. This is his con. This is his content place. So um, yeah, you'll get podcasts from me uh, uh, for however long he's back, and then we'll be back into swinging things. Um, so so yeah, like I'll get you guys all caught up on stardom from the beginning of the year to next week and all that kind of stuff. A lot of stuff, a lot of stuff. Um, but yeah, man, glad to be back. Russell King was awesome. Dream Queen was great. Um, saw a lot of cool stuff this last two weeks. Um, we're the last week of the year, the first week of this year. Like a lot of cool stuff, and um. I don't know, man. Like, how do you, I guess let's, let, I want to ask you this: What is your like outlook for for pro wrestling now that we kind of have like New Japan seem to have some new fresh guys, some new fresh programs, and they're outsourcing stuff to between Stardom and also New Japan and also AEW seemingly with Kenny Omega and um, like and like you know these shows we've gotten of late like it's very similar to like the run of like awesome tv we got in the summer with uh, AEW like well, how do you, how are you feeling about like go about you know the start of 2023 and like what do you do you think it's a forecast or anything i'm energized right now um and i think that comes down to you know obviously my favorite guy being back in the game like going fucking nuts um but <clears throat> a lot of programs are happening that 
I'm into. Um, the Hangman Page and Moxley thing is excellent. Um, they got Shingo and Okada coming up. Yeah. Um, they have Jay White and Eddie Kingston coming up on Battle in the Valley as well. Um, stardom, like I, I checked out, checked in on the Triangle Derby a little bit. Yeah. Kind of interesting concept there. Uh, yeah, obviously, like, Ju- Julia and Suzu Suzuki yeah. are set to fucking run it. Momo so, and like, Kamatani is also on this anniversary yes. show as well. Yep. And it's like, I'm... I'm very excited. Like, there's a lot of like good choices here um, to check out. Cody's coming back at the Royal Rumble. They announced him tonight. Oh, they did. Um, okay. So, um, some people think this means he's not going to win, but um, <laughs> since they announced him, but well, who knows? Well, last time they did something like that, where people thought like someone obviously was going to win, and they announced him ahead of time. That turned yeah. out real swell, didn't it? <laughs> Yeah, I, I wonder if they're going to run into trouble this year. That's always uh, kind of interesting to see. I won't. Well, I don't well, think I'll see that show live. Would you be live. surprised if it showed up and all of a sudden they run into trouble? No. The man lives for controversy. Look, do you think a Royal Rumble is going by and then Vince McMahon is just hands off? Right. I do not. Right. And that's another thing. Like for for like the forecast, like this is the screwy old rapey uncle is back. Yeah. Yep. Just ready. Yeah. To, just ready to fuck up. Just ready to fuck up any anything, right? At any oh, yeah. at any yeah. moment's notice, could just screw it all up. And I'm gonna be paying attention to how how they how these fools out here in in this wrestling media start covering it too. I'm gonna be watching. I'll put you on that SummerGram screen and ask you to explain yourself in front of the world. Don't come out here and tell tell me that that he invented wrestling. Like don't don't try it with me like let let that go bro like like that's not what we doing here you know because i'm gonna ask you about rita chatterson you know i'm gonna ask you about these women in these ndas you know and, and tell me what you got on that you know so we will see we're, we're gonna have some fun but yeah man like as far as like the good things in wrestling mm-hmm. Is there anything is there anything you feel like uh, that's kind of out of your normal wheelhouse that you want to like check into or check on more for this year coming up? Pro wrestling Noah, yeah, like pro wrestling Noah for sure. Um, I I'm, I would love Goshiyazaki to be back. I can't wait for the the second day of Wrestle Kingdom. We're gonna get Shingo oh, yeah. versus fucking Cat, yeah, Kazuhiko Nakajima and Shingo Tetsuya Naito and Kano. Yep. Uh, there's a couple other matches that are announced between you know some uh, Lij and Congo guys, and um, <clears throat> I love that angle they shot. Or I love that shit they did. Bro, man, it's man. fucking we're like, great. We're like, we're like, you know, because people were making the jokes about like, well, look, look at Congo. They all lined. They, they all like showed up at the press conference like their fans waiting to get autographs. So it's like, well, how else do you how else do you show up to someone that's behind the table and not look like that assholes? And then like, I don't know if that's a conscious decision or not. Where they're like, don't they did the funny thing where like they're asking the Sign shirts or ask for sign shirts from for uh, for Congo. Like I loved it, and like Kino was like, "Hey man, like y'all owe us twenty five thousand yen." Like, Run the yen. Yeah, like you didn't. I also wear your mask, you dirty fuckers. Like, <laughs> I, and I think like it's really is a really bold choice to put like him and Naito together because like somebody because both of them need win. Both of them need a big win. So like. I, I I really like it, and you know, Nakajima and, and Shingo is like I know people have talked about how they've done it before, but it's like, yeah, tons of matches have been done before. I want to see it again. I want to see, see this one. I right. want to see this one. Yeah, this one's here for me to check out. Right, 
like, 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 I don't, I don't give a fuck. Like, I, I'm, I'm sure it was fine, but like, I don't really give a fuck about Kenny Omega and Will Ospreay from PWG like seven, like eight years ago. I don't care. I don't. Like, I'm sure it was good. Whatever. I don't care. I care about now. Like, now we're probably gonna get a Julia Maya Yuki match or whatever else. Like, and I think that she's shown enough people to like she's fucking awesome. Um, in oh. in, in her time in in Triangle Derby. Good. Also, they gonna they gonna stop keeping this Utami versus Julia match for me this year too. Oh, they're gonna do it at some point this year. <laughs> they gonna um, they gonna stop hiding it. Yeah, but uh, like, like when they have that when they, you know when they have that match, or people would be like, well, what about their match they had in Ice Room until it's nineteen? Like, yeah, I saw it. I gave four and a quarter. This is a different thing now. Julia's much better now, much better. So yeah, um, I mean, I'm I'm I'm. I think I'm going to try to like get more regular into like the big shows from everybody in Japan. Like I'm going to try and watch like, uh, the ceiling Corican. I'm going to try and watch, uh, like I, like I used to, but like, I'm going to try and watch like, you know, the ice ribbon Corkins and try to like, you know, I, you know, for half the first half of the year, I, I, I did stick with T- Tokyo Joshua Pro and then I fell off. Like once he got the Princess cup, I kind of fell off. Um, but you know, and then, uh, I forgot, was it grand princess or was there, uh, whatever the October show is like the one I last one I saw, but like until, um, the one four show, but like, I'm going to try to like get back into like watching everybody's like pay-per-view slash big show of the month type thing. Um, and try to keep, you know, try to be able to see more of everything. So, um, you know, cause there's a lot of great wrestling. And I want to appreciate like what those, these hard fought championship battles look like or whatever, you know, that's real fun stuff. And, and like you know, Japan's opening up. Like it seems like there's a domino effect about to happen as far as cheering goes. So yeah, like like they're already saying that like, or there's already talked that like Stardom, like the uh, anniversary show is going to be allowing cheering in some some capacity, which is like y'all don't understand. Like Stardom was what Stardom's done. Like in the pandemic, is like remarkable considering like what the atmosphere used to be when like you had the cheering, you had the, the calls for the wrestlers when they're in danger of losing a match and you had like the streamers and the pageantry of all that. Like, I, obviously I don't think they're going to go back to the streamers, but like I'm whenever they do, whenever they do, whenever they get back to like full on cheering and in, in the streamers, like it's going to be so much more like, um, it, it's going to, you're going to see some of the personality of the, the promotion that like is, is kind of that people's claim, like, you know, doesn't exist anymore. It's like, well, what else do you want to do? Like, so yeah, um, I'm I'm excited for this year. Um, kind of re-energized from the Japan thing. Um, and you know, if it's coming back, I'm not gonna let it damp- dampen my my spirit for pro wrestling in general. Because like you know, this shit bigger than him. Yeah, there's so much more stuff, and there's so much stuff that's better than the <laughs> stuff he's putting out, or what even Triple H is putting out. So like, it's fine if it stinks. <laughs> well, I will watch and tell you it stinks, but like, I'm not gonna let it get down on like all the other good wrestling I watch. Yes, sir. Let's fucking do it. Yep. Um, thanks for listening to us in the show. Be sure to raise on whatever app you're using to listen to this with. If you are um, watching from the stream, go to the PayPal, go to the Cash App, hit with donations. If you're listening from the podcast, you can go to the show notes and um, and click on to F-O-H. our solo feed. Also, you can go into show notes and find the uh, link to the FOH draft in uh, 2021 
oh, sorry, the 2022 uh, FOH draft. You can uh, go there. You can also uh, pay for uh, what you want for to listen to it. Um, also in the description will be, uh, the last, basically the last call for votes for the 2022 One Nation Radio Awards. Um, and you know, um, that'll all be in the show notes and descriptions. Uh, but you know, thanks for listening and be sure to listen to the other shows on the network. Besides One Nation Radio, you have Keeping It Strong Style, The Wrecking Cloud Wrestling Show, Gorman Washes Shit, The Grape Consequences Podcast, Epic Suplex, All Things Elite. Great match generator. Get in the ring and meet the press line. Thanks for listening, y'all. Later. Peace.